love that bucket housing or be cursed. <laughs> Welcome to Book It, a wrestling podcast where we book and revisit your favorite wrestling storylines. I'm your commissioner, High Five Mike, and today I have our GM's Damone, D Money Allen. Hello. Primetime Travi T. Howdy. Little Fudge. <laughs> and Bad Guy Hollywood Kenny. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> I, hate I like it. it. I hate it so much. If you were to give it to somebody, you would give it to someone who doesn't already have like three names, you would give it to John. Yeah. Hollywood Lil Fudge makes is way better than Bad Guy. No, he has the. Just make it Hollywood Fudge. I'm like Hollywood Hulk Hogan right now. You should have just made it Hollywood Bad Guy. Okay. Or just we can run it back if you want. No, No, we've already had two run backs. You fucked it up by doing it to begin with. Keep going. <laughs> that just took the steam out. All right, Mike doesn't like to run it back. <laughs> no, it just it we just... don't have to run it back. Just keep going. Just keep going. Go, I'm go. already big. All right, <laughs> that's what she said. We don't have to run anything back. So this week, uh, we're we're gonna be doing little fudges. Um, book it for round. Th- book it verse for round three. Right, this is round three. Yes, um, book it verse three. Round three. Yeah, Book of Verse 3, Round 3. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about your show? Yes. So, this will be Taboo Tuesday, live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Our theme song will be Tallied Up, Settle the Score by Sleeping with Sirens. And we have collected votes, um, mostly from the Book It um, general managers. I posted it to our home group, but those motherfuckers wanted to comment on the thread saying they were going to vote and then not do it. So... It was mostly just your fellow general managers and commissioner, High Five Mike, who voted on these matches and gave you the outcomes that you will hear today. All right. Uh, why, why does he always try to speak so eloquently and because he's a teacher? Articulated. Bitch, if you don't just say what you mean. Because like ten minutes into my show, I'm gonna be like, Argh! get my southern <laughs> accent going. Just, like, <laughs> what was that? Not like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Did you just bark at us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, if you have not listened to a book at first yet, I recommend either going to the beginning of this series of book at first, or even the f- the first, or the you can go right into the tag team. That one was fun. Um, was it? I, I, I'm glad we won. Yeah, because we won that one. <laughs> we won three out of four we, weeks. We're not talking we were, about that we're one. Goat. We're moving on. Uh, <laughs> three out of four weeks, and you still lost. Three out of four crazy. weeks. Because <laughs> it's crazy. The electoral you bored us jobs. so much that we, <laughs> we <laughs> thought it was. <laughs> Travis at a red state. He loves really, electoral college. <laughs> it really was the electoral college. <laughs> when the popular vote still lose. He really is a Trumpster, man. Uh, <laughs> Trumpster. <laughs> all right, so. We're going to go ahead and I guess we're going to get started with Lil Fudge's uh, pay-per-view. Alrighty. So, the beginning of the show starts with LeVar Ball, the general manager of BBW, coming out in a sequin black tuck saying, and I'm going to do a voice impression, y'all going to call me, whatever. 
Every time I do an impression, they say I sound racist. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. Go into your voice. <laughs> you're, you're in the South already, so yeah. this is this uh, is Levar Ball slash Booker T slash Bobby Lashley slash <laughs> Benjamin slash, slash Kenny <laughs> slash Damone slash Will Smith slash Chris Rock slash Kayon Uncle Phil. Keep going. Well, uh, slash Sledge. So, so, somehow Kayon's dumber than Levar Ball, but he's one of very few. Uh, so, Las Vegas, welcome to BBW Taboo Tuesday. I am your BBW HBIC head baller in charge, and I am your master of ceremonies for this evening. The six, excuse me, the seven matches advertised for you this evening will all have outcomes voted for, voted on by you, the Ballerverse. Never you will lost. now get to see your show take place, as well as some surprises we have in store. Keep in mind, the outcomes of these matches will have implications for next month's King of the Ring tournament, so the stakes are high. The first matchup this evening will take place between Eddie Guerrero and Owen Hart. We had some I'll question- never forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had some questions about this match happening, but Owen's Hart's bail was posted this morning, and bail. this match... This Hell. match was voted. When You'll did he hear. get arrested? <laughs> You'll hear. So this is happening after the builds. Keep in mind. And this match will be a strap match. So here starts the build. Porn start hub, of the week. Porn hub, porn hub. After St. Valentine's Day Massacre. We want Brazzers. <laughs> Kenny drafted that. I can't give it to you. <laughs> yep. Just, just wait the next review. Oh God! So the first thing talked about as Malice begins after St. Valentine's Day Massacre is Owen throwing Eddie off the stage following Eddie's heartbreaking loss to MJF for the World Championship. Skip Bayless on commentary says, "While I don't condone MJF's actions, Eddie didn't exactly deserve to be there. That could have been Owen Hart's career-defining night, but it now must live in infamy." I made some calls late last night, and I have scheduled a sit-down interview with Owen Hart next week. And then neither Ooh. neither Eddie nor Owen appear on TV that night. Next week, the sit-down interview takes place. Skip asks him how he's doing and then goes straight into the questions. Skip says, My goal tonight is to paint a picture of your mind for the fans. I want them to hear your side of the story. Describe your friendship with Eddie before this transpires. Owen says, gladly, Eddie and I were tight. He was my favorite guy to travel with, train with, eat with, work out with. I saw this man more than I get to see my family. We always went about wrestling in different ways, but our love and respect for this brought us together. He was my best friend in the locker room. Skip says, so if your friendship was that close, how was one match enough to erase that? Owen says, there are only two things more important to me than that friendship. And those are wrestling and my family. On a normal day, he is someone that benefits from those things. When he stole that match from me, he not only affected them, but he didn't even have the respect to do it fairly. The day we faced off should have been the day we saw who the better man is. Instead, we found out who the worse one is. Skip says, well, this will be my final question for today, Owen. You sent a big message to Eddie at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. What is your message to Eddie today? 
and Owen says, I'm not done, Eddie. For every dollar my family lost, for every day that I'm not BBW world champion, I'm going to make you suffer. Me throwing you off the stage was a lighthearted joke compared to what's next. Eddie, you might as well kill yourself because that's where you're headed either way. And Skips looks horrified as he shakes his hand and thanks him for his time. Was this Skip? Skip was interviewing him. So Skip was interviewing Owen. Okay, it was Skip. I thought you said Stephen A. at the beginning. No, that's Skip. I, I have a, a question. What's up? If there's two people, okay? Okay. And instead of finding out which one's the best, they find out which one's the worst. Wouldn't that also reveal which one's the best? Hey, let me have my bars, okay? <laughs> what he was saying is that he's saying that saying that Eddie showed his whole ass instead of finding out who the better wrestler is. Continuing forward, okay. I got what you meant. <laughs> the following week, Eddie Guerrero is advertised to return and speak for the first time since St. Valentine's Day Massacre. He comes out with no lowrider and street clothes, looking very beat up. He gets he grabs a mic and says, "Owen Hart has made a decision." I gotta get in that Eddie voice, kinda should not sound too racist here. That decision was to put wrestling before our friendship. That decision has caused me physical and emotional pain that hurts so bad I can barely get out of bed lately. However, that decision is one I understand. I understand that Owen Hart can beat me everywhere and every way. But in this ring. In this ring, I am always a step ahead, and that eat, eats Owen alive inside. So I'll agree, Owen, we're not done. I'm going to let these fans decide how I whip your bitter ass in this ring at Taboo Tuesday. <sighs> and then Owen's music hits. Eddie looks at the stage, but Owen runs. So Eddie looks towards the stage, and Owen runs up from behind with a chair and hits Eddie in the back. Following up with repeated chair shots, he gets down and punches Eddie unconscious. He's mocking Eddie as he stomps him, saying, Who's a step ahead, huh? These fans won't save you. You're done. And he rolls outside the ring and grabs another chair and sets up a concerto, hitting his head three times before walking away. You made him sound like Stephen Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you. You'll see. <laughs> uh at this point, I'm just going to lean into how stupid my impressions sound. I don't care anymore. Uh, <laughs> next week, Owen Hart comes out to thunderous booze, and he takes the mic and says, If Eddie Guerrero was a smart man, he wouldn't have come back to BBW. And he pauses for a big boo. Anyone with a functioning brain can connect the dots and see that there is really nothing for Eddie here. He has no title opportunities. He has no friends in the back. All he's got waiting for him is the judge, the jury, and the executioner. I am that unholy trinity. I am the one who knocks. I am the physical embodiment of the demons you've been fighting your whole life. And I am a demon you cannot pray away. You cannot beg for forgiveness as you've lied and cheated and stolen your way to salvation. If you were smart, Eddie, you wouldn't show your face around here again. Eddie walks out to no music, and as he goes down the ramp, Owen rolls out of the ring, and they start brawling down the ramp. Eddie starts getting the better and throws Owen face first into the LED post so hard that it stops working. 
Owen starts to scurry away, but Eddie tosses him by the hair into the barricade. Eddie goes under the ring and grabs a sledgehammer, but Owen hops the barricade and runs away through the crowd. Eddie picks up the mic and says, I may not be a smart man, Armando, but I am a strong one. Every time you beat me down, I come right back. Just like the fans here in Cleveland who get to decide how I kick your smart ass at Taboo Tuesday. And now we're going into the go-home show. The final week on Malice and the night before Taboo Tuesday is announced that Eddie and Owen will talk face-to-face on Miz TV. The segment comes and they both make their entrances. They immediately get into each other's faces and Miz timidly breaks it up saying, Now guys, we gotta at least... We gotta at least be cordial long enough for the fans to get their Miz fix. Welcome to the Musty Talk Show on BBW History 2. Welcome to Miz TV. Now everyone whose residence is in Iraq knows that these two have been at each other's throats for a month straight. Tomorrow night, you two will settle this in one of three grotesque stipulations that these Las Vegas fans and around the world get to choose. My first question is, if Eddie had beaten MJF and this match been for the world championship, would there still be a friendship between you two? Owen speaks first saying, I knew that scenario was impossible weeks before that match took place. I knew Eddie would lose and he would take MJF's bait on the mic. I knew he would lose when MJF invaded his home and I knew he would lose when he kept MJ, couldn't keep MJF and his goons from jumping me in the back. I knew in those moments that you would lose and that I would never forgive you for taking my opportunity away. Eddie he retorts, said the thing. <laughs> I'm giving you what you want. Eddie retorts, Then why did you pretend to? You could have faced, faced me like a man after I lost, but you chose to hug me and tell me it's okay before stabbing me in the back. Can he do that? Is he allowed to do that accent? Listen, <laughs> I told y'all I'm leaning into these stupid impressions, and y'all are gonna take it. Come on, I don't know. Know. I like it, John. Lean uh, in. Right, Owen, you did it because you'll know you'll never compete with me face to face. You're just not good enough, essay. You couldn't handle being my friend because you lived in my shadow. And Owen cuts him off, yelling. I did what I did because you deserve to feel what I felt. You deserve to have the rug pulled from under you. You deserve to have your moment stolen. You deserve to feel like no one has your back. And Owen stands up and speaks quieter. You deserve everything that's happened to you, and you deserve everything that's going to happen to you tomorrow night. Eddie stands and gets in Owen's face, and in a shocking moment, Owen Hart pulls a knife, moving it towards Eddie. Eddie grabs his wrist. Miz is in other shock. Commentary is screaming and police are running to the ring. <laughs> Eddie pulls Owen down by his arm, starting to go for a cross face and subdue him. Owen gets to a rope and quickly gets out of the ring. Owen is cuffed and taken up the ramp while Eddie stands on the turnbuckle screaming at him. <laughs> now, let's get to our attires. Eddie is wearing gold tights with black and green designs. Owen Hart is going to be wearing a red leather jacket and shades for his entrance underneath a matte black singlet with shiny black black heart designs. Gilbert Gottfried is in the ring, our ring announcer, explaining the rules of the strap match. Owen and Eddie will be connected by a leather strap on their wrists. To win the match, one of them must touch each corner without interruption. <laughs> Who is this now? Gilbert Gottfried, the ring announcer. 
Okay, wait, wait. I am gonna lie to you. I didn't know who I was too busy laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey's the ring announcer. Rest in peace. That's not he, a right. he just died. Are we allowed to do this? I'm Bro. dying over here. Yes, I'll Bro, pay my the, tribute. Between the knife pull, Bro. right thing to Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Bro, that's dying. too much going on back to back. <laughs> Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Do y'all remember Hercules, them two demons? That's yeah. you sound like one of them demons. <laughs> you sounded like. Just before I start the the match, this is going to be a brawl type match. I'm not going to write every uh, punch, kick, or strap whip. So just assume a lot of that between every spot. Um, so it's a violent start with Eddie wailing on Owen in the corner and choking him with the strap. After beating him down, he has the three amigos to assert his dominance. Eddie wraps the strap around Owen's arm and yanks it toward and yanks sorry and yanks it toward his back over and over, attempting to pull it out of socket. Owen escapes Eddie's grasp by qu- quickly going through the middle rope, pulling Eddie's neck into it. Owen drags Eddie face first into the ring post because Owen goes outside the ring and then does it multiple times to bust Eddie open onto the post. He then uses the loose strap to wrap Eddie's neck to the post beating him in a slow, grueling fashion until Eddie becomes a bloody mess. Owen unwraps him from the post and goes into the ring. He then wraps the end of the strap around the top ropes, hanging Eddie by his arm. He then uh, puts his arm around his neck and chokes him. Eddie uses all of the strength in his core to skin the cat and get up to the apron, and then jumps off, stunning Owen on the top rope. He manages to free himself and restore neutral position in the ring. After Eddie gets up to neutral, Owen pulls him into a fast European uppercut. Eddie, which that takes Eddie to a knee, and he starts talking trash to Eddie, telling him he's a piece of shit, a bad friend, a bad husband, and now a bad wrestler. Eddie starts uh, begging for forgiveness, and then he gets a low blow and smiles. Eddie uses the strap to guide Owen to a rope walk head scissor, touching his first corner on the way. He takes Owen to the next corner, touches it, and then bashes Owen's head into it three times. He pulls Owen to the third corner, touches it, and then does the ten punches in the corner. As the crowd pipes up with excitement and Eddie starts moving towards the fourth corner, Owen slides out of the ring in the opposite direction, and he pulls Eddie shoulder first into the turnbuckle and smashes his arm onto the post. He then kneels and pulls the knife out of his boots, cutting the strap off his wrist. He then uh, uses the cut strap to tie Eddie's arm to the post. Owen gets back in the ring, knife still in hand, and he goes at Eddie. Eddie uses his free hand to grab Owen's knife, bloodying his hand, and he slides it to the outside of the ring. The timekeeper grabs it immediately, and Owen gets Eddie angry. He gets angry, rapidly punching, kicking, kneeing, and elbowing Eddie until he falls unconscious. Owen finally becomes satisfied with his work as Eddie Guerrero is no longer able to hold himself up. He touches all four corners, no longer connected to the strap, getting the win. And your winner is Owen Hart. Okay. Um, I don't have a number. I'm not going to lie. The knife thing had me dying. <laughs> like, <laughs> was it a, a, a good dying? I was laughing hilariously. So I don't know so, if that's a good or a I bad mean, thing I don't know yet, if I described so. it right, but basically it's supposed to, like, the way like, it was, like, produced and made to look, was supposed to make it look like Owen went rogue, like off script. Like Miz loses his shit. Like his eyes are like fucking massive. He's like, holy fuck. And like, and then like cops start running down. Like it's supposed to look like 
Owen went rogue off script. And then, of course, Owen uses that to break free from the strap and cheat to win this match. Okay. You know what? I'm going to give you a five. Let's go! Mm. I'm going to see my build. I like the build. I like the build. Can, um, I like the match. I like the fact that he essentially cheated. You used that. You brought the knife thing back, and he used it to essentially cheat the win. Right person won. Owen should have won. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give you a five. I ride with fucking the mode. I'm also going with a five. I, I ride for Mike. Let's go. Yeah. No, I'm also these... gonna give you a five. <gasps> Are you? Really? I got yeah. it for Travis too. Wow. Okay, yeah. now I only got one hater. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I hated this. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. Well, I you're alone on this. Hey, mm. I'll take it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm gonna tell you why before I give you my score. Um, I didn't like the builds. I didn't like the build. Um, the actual promos, I wasn't feeling it. Was it my impressions or the actual words I was? No, saying? the actual words. No, no, no. I, I, I pushed that aside. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like that. And the knife, the knife was just, just hokey to me. <laughs> like that whole shit was hokey to me. Yeah, it was, but I enjoyed it. I yeah, had right. much, like cracking hey, up. How wrestling often? is hokey. Man. I was trying to be like, I know, so bad. I was trying to do something different for a heel where like they really cross that line because heels have done every fucking thing. You know what I mean? But you know what they haven't done? Pull the lethal weapon out for the most part. That's not very often. I was trying to do something unique. No, uh, I think somebody pulled out a gun one time. Uh, I think he has a son that, that wrestles out. But, um, <laughs> a knife is way scarier. <laughs> yeah, a knife is way, a way more scared of a Especially knife. Especially if it's, uh, you know, in the hands of your orangutan. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and just uh, rip off the band-aid and go ahead and give you a score. Um, I give you a 1.75. I'm not going to lie. That's not that I, bad. I That's not that bad. I, 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 yeah. I was scared it was going to be a point fat. I'll take it almost two. No, it was more. Fives. Most of it was for the match. The match was good. I will give you it. The match was good, but I, I hated everything before that. All right. And and I feel like the right man won, too. Okay. I'm happy I only have one hater now. I, I won over Travis. So I just went over Kenny next next match. One one match is not winning me over, bud. You're hey, going to lose me. It's over. a rare Travis five. <laughs> All right, um, so LeVar Ball, our master of ceremonies this evening, comes back out. Wow, that was a disturbing display. Tensions are high and emotions are flaring. Up next, we have two fantastic talents competing for a shot at their big break. This will be the final match to determine our seeds for the King of the Ring tournament next month. The record's finalized after this show ends, and this is the last tie to be broken. You voted, and the votes were a tie. This will be broken... The top, excuse me. This side will be broken because two out of three falls count anywhere. So this is going to be um, the King of the Ring last chance seeding match. Two out of three falls count anywhere with Mustafa Ali and Scorpio Sky. And here's the build. So LeVar Ball comes out the first week of the St. Valentine's Day Massacre with a major announcement advertised. He says, Tonight is a big night for BBW here in St. Louis. These next two months will reshape the future of this company, and we're thankful for everyone along for the ride. In two months' time, the King of the Ring tournament will take place. Per usual, the top 16 wrestlers with the highest win percentage not holding a championship will make the qualifier round, and the winner of the tournament will receive a championship match at final destination. What's not usual is that the entire fest excuse me, tournament 
will take place at a three-day wrestling festival in Miami. And why I bring that up today is because the records finalized after Taboo Tuesday and we have some close calls in our rankings. Those wrestlers will be given opportunities to get ahead over the next few weeks. Starting tonight, uh, take care of St. Louis. I'll see you at Taboo Tuesday. So among other matches, Mustafa Ali upsets BBW Trios champion Eddie Kingston, giving him his first singles loss all year after Chuck Palumbo, Chuck Palumbo fumbles a plan to cheat. Scorpio Sky that night defeats Dr. Wagner Jr. that night, eliminating Wagner from contention. The next week, CD matches continue as Mustafa Ali takes a hard countout loss to Leo Rush with distractions from the acclaimed. However, Scorpio Sky defeats Xavier Woods one-on-one. -on -one. The third week, Scorpio Sky makes quick work of Santino and gets cocky. Well, he's making quick work of Santino and gets really cocky. He starts taunting to the crowd and Santino rolls him up for a three count. Ali manages to survive and defeat Rhino that same night. The following week, Mustafa Ali and Scorpio Sky are brought into LeVar Ball's office and told, You're both here today because you two have been exactly evenly matched this year. Your records are the exact same and you are both at the 16th seed. With only 8 days left till the show, we gotta sort this out. So I'm giving you both your toughest match yet. Ali, tonight you'll go one on one with Sami Zayn. And Scorpio, tonight you got Kofi Kingston. These two are very tough opponents and some incredible matches for our fans. Now go out there and claim your destiny. And Ali asks, why don't we just face each other? And LeVar states, there is a method to my madness. That night, Mustafa Ali That's and... stupid. Ratio. Uh, that night, Mustafa Ali and Sami Zayn are having a hard-fought match. Scorpio Sky comes out and uh, beats down Sami Zayn giving Ali the DQ loss before he can chase him off. Later that night, Sky is facing Kofi, and Ali's music and lighting hits, but when the lights go up, Sky eats a trouble in paradise from Kingston and gets pinned. One, two, three. LeVar Ball struts out with a smile and says, Things are heating up, and time is running out, and I always have a plan. Never lost! Mustafa Ali will face Scorpio Sky at Taboo Tuesday, and you... The BBW fans can decide what type of match it will be. And on the go-home show, Stephen A. is shown on screen saying, So much is up in the air as Taboo Tuesday nears, and no one knows what to expect. The same is true for these two men. I am joined by Mustafa Ali and Scorpio Scott. Fellas, tomorrow night, this is it. The loser of this match loses their chance for their big break. What's going through both of your minds? I'll start with you, Scorpio. And Scorpio says, Scorpio kind of has like a deep voice, kind of like that. I'm going to try to do it. Truth be told, <laughs> I could Sounds not like have Damian gotten. Priest. <laughs> Damian Priest. <laughs> I could not have gotten the luckier break. If Mustafa Ali is my obstacle, you might as well start making brackets with my name on them. I've already booked the after party in Vegas. The bitches in the champagne are ready. I am not pressed. Bitches? Okay, Kenny plays <laughs> over here. I'm done. <laughs> Uh, I just want to put Kenny in the big screen because his reactions are worth everything here. Steven, <laughs> Stephen A points the mic to Ali and the crowd roars. I got to be honest, Stephen. My heart is beating out of my chest. The weight of the world is on my shoulders and I cannot cave. I will not cave. 
while Scorpio Sky is going out to clubs to celebrate padding his record on proving grounds, I'm spilling my heart on national television. I'm staying late at every venue to sign action figures, talking with families, and making myself available for the communities we visit. I may be nervous going into this match, but I'm not going in for this match alone. Every single one of them is a beat in the heart of Mustafa Ali. So Stephen says, You two may have the same record, but your stories could not be any more different. What's the biggest difference between you and your opponent? Scorpio says, The difference is, people hate me because they're jealous of me. They know they'll never be me. I'm hotter, faster, stronger, and richer than all of them. Ali? Anyone could be an Ali. They love him because he shows that any of their broke asses can get a sympathy deal. Who's this talking again? Scorpio Sky. Okay, okay. <laughs> that sympathy runs out at Taboo Tuesday. And Ali interrupts. You're right about one thing. Any of them could be me. Those fans look at me and they see someone who doesn't listen to the naysayers. Someone who dreamt of making a difference and will leave this place better than he found it. They look at you. And they just see another guy who believes his own hype. If you're not pressed, you should be. And then he pats his shoulder and walks away. So here's the attires. Ali's in radi- rainbow gradient tights with black panels. And, Scorpio's, and then uh, Scorpio skies in silver tights with black designs. Kenny, uh, attires just for you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So I, got, I got a picture. All right, so here's the spots. Uh, Scorpio gets the jump on Ali. Literally, as he hits a jumping clothesline, sending both of them over the top rope. Ali jumps onto the barricade and goes for a tornado DDT onto the steps. Scorpio reverses and hits a Death Valley driver onto the steps. Sky hits an angle slam onto the apron. Sky clotheslines Ali over the barricade into the crowd, then uses a barricade rail to hit a slingshot cutter onto the floor. Sky walks over to a kid holding a sign that says, Ali is my hero. And rips it up and then takes the dad's beer and drinks it. Uh, when he turns around, he eats a nasty super kick from Ali and it has to spit all the beer out. Ali uses the barricade to kick off for a Dudley dog onto the floor and pins Sky to get the first fall. Sky starts to scurry away when Ali catches up. Sky grabs a woman in the crowd as hostage and he shoves her into Ali and then hits a jumping knee off onto Ali off the surprise. Scorpio tosses Ali over the air, over the barricade back out to ringside and then jumps off the barricade to a flying forearm. Ali hits a poison rana onto the floor. He runs into the ring, off the ropes, and goes for a tope cone hilo. But Sky moves and Ali crashes right into the floor in front of the announce table. Sky picks Ali up uh, and then hits a TKO through the announce table. He pins him and gets a second fall, tying up the score 1-1. Ali runs as Scorpio and gets tossed over the barricade on the other side, going back into the crowd. When Scorpio climbs over, he eats an enziguri. Scorpio runs a fan out of their seat and then hits Ali with the chair. He then DDTs Ali onto the chair and attempts a pin, gets a two count. Scorpio lifts Ali up into powerbomb position, uh, but Ali reverses into a face buster. So he's like above the chair. And Ali reverses it into like a face buster, like an X-Factor onto the chair. The crowd starts chanting, we want tables. And Ali gets a tape, uh, a table. Uh, and then uh, Sky runs up 
with a chair, but Ali super kicks the chair into his face. This guy falls back onto the table, and Ali sets him up onto it. Ali goes up to the next level of the crowd above the exit tunnel. He poses for a selfie with a fan up there, and then goes to the edge and hits an 054 off the exit tunnel and through the table. He lands on top of Sky, who gets pinned. One, two, three. Ali gets the second fall and is your 16th seed for the King of the Ring tournament, breaking the tie. All right, so in terms of your build, I just want to say this was just Tyler Breeze versus Dusty Rhodes, but not as good. I didn't say daddy 10 million times. Sorry, I was missing that. <laughs> I mean, that's that's part. Of, that's how Dusty Rhodes talks, so I mean, you can, you can make that joke. That, but that was a, that was you a, also that was a way different build. Mm, not really. That was, that was for a title. This is for a tournament seating. The, the prize doesn't matter. It's it, it, it completely <laughs> fucking does because they're dealing with win percentages, seedings, records, all this shit that went into it. You're speaking in platitudes. But continue. At the end of the day, you still did a you did a champion that thinks he's better than, or not champion. Not you, a champion, you did, idiot. One you did one person. <laughs> <laughs> Keep 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 insulting me while I'm, before I give you my grade. Um, you did a wrestler that thinks they're better than everyone, and a wrestler that claims to be the common man. It's okay. literally the same story. That, that's called a face and a heel. To Welcome be, to wrestling. To be fair, yeah. Be he fair. wasn't eating chicken nuggets though. Yeah, there was eating... no chicken nuggets. Also, there's a big difference between between a, a face. <laughs> there's like all kinds of different faces. He chose to be the one that does a promo about how. He's fighting with the spirits of the the fans with him, and he's he's fighting for the fans, which is exactly what Dusty Rhodes did in his. That's promo. what a lot of yeah, baby faces do. That's a baby is, face yeah, move. Just, yeah, okay. it's not original. Jeff Hardy's done it. Like yeah, fucking just, I'm a John no, Cena's done saying, it. I'm saying this is the exact dynamic. Is that you had multiple? You have all these different heel tropes, all of these different babyface tropes, and you took the exact two. Hey, Travis, I promise you, I was not using they're, they're your match as inspiration. Tropes. They're normal right, they tropes. They work well together. They're good tropes. They work. They keep doing it for a reason. Travis, I love Mike and Demone because they I, love defending I, John I'm for rip- no reason. Travis, there's because better. It doesn't affect y'all at all. I will admit to ripping <laughs> off things, right? I'm not ripping you off. <laughs> I don't think you're actually ripping me off. That's not there's what I'm better inspiration to find. <laughs> Still losing to me. <laughs> Fair enough. Keep going. Anybody got a number? Because I, I still need to think this. Oh, yeah, I have with, a number. With the insults being flung my way. <laughs> I have a number. I'm going to give you a four. Okay. Um, The dollar is getting taken off mostly because... Copied my bill. You no, <laughs> that had nothing to do with it. You're... The whole... You got it... Made it a little convoluted. Okay. Because I don't understand why they... You, the whole part about them just facing each other yeah. for them to just end up facing each other. Anyway, I probably shouldn't have mentioned it, but I needed to you like. Should have just had them face each other and not. I didn't want to waste this match on a re- weekly show. <laughs> just skip it. Skip the weekly show. Just <laughs> get rid of that end show where you talk where they have that extra match. Get rid of it. Say okay, you both have the same record. So at the pay per view, you two are gonna face each other. That's you, fair. I probably just didn't added, need to have them on TV an extra right. week. You, ex- you add in an extra step for no reason. That's fair. So that's valid. Um, that's what keeps it from being. And a Travis said something, match. and I and I knew it when I wrote it, but I was also like, I don't want to skip them. Just skip a week in the build, you know. So to be fair, he was writing this like five minutes before we started. No, this this <laughs> no this one I wrote a few weeks ago. This one I've had it been a while. Well, you could have. He wrote this. He wrote this one after. Never mind. I'm just. I'm gonna stop with this. You could have just. You could have moved that. 
back extra <laughs> match to the beginning of the build and just yeah. said that was like part of and yeah the i could have yeah I, so, I, I, that's an l i, that's I see the only point. yeah that's but, the only like big issue i have with it i'll take um, a four, i think though. the match itself was really good um yeah so i'll give you a four those are some Can of my best spots at? i'm proud of those um honestly i really do not know number was i <laughs> I didn't like it. I'll be honest with you. I didn't. I, I, didn't, really care I didn't either. But like, it wasn't to the point where it wasn't like the first one. I like, you know, I hated the first one. I think this is a little better. Like this was bit. just straight mid to me. Uh, okay. So I'm you gonna go number with, Mike. Or do I'm you gonna go. Me? I'm gonna go with a three. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with a solid. 2.75 2.75 I didn't well, like I think it's not said. mid but it's not it's not I don't know I think it's, worse <laughs> it's than not mid. terrible either that's why I give you 2.75 I think it's worse than mid it's not atrocious but I, I'm gonna give you a 2 it's a flat 2 alright I wasn't a fan alright so the next match will be um, Brian Cage defending the workhorse championship against Paul London and Alex Zane in a ladder match so let's see how we get there all right. So, <laughs> I like that. I love. I, I I can hear you as a teacher, like, but I feel like that if you were a math teacher, that's how you would be. You'd yeah. write it with the answer. You'd be like, let's see how we get there. <laughs> uh, I would. I would. I would be pissed if you was a teacher. I'm not gonna lie to you. L plus ratio equals yeah. I'm like, young boy better equals young boy better. <laughs> Uh, so Paul Linden comes out the, the day after St. Valentine's Day Massacre and says, and he's got a plain voice, so I'm not going to do an impression for him. He's a cracker. Uh, so Oh, wow. So, so he, crackers he, sound normal. But... He's a saltine cracker. Though. Like, this man's <laughs> vanilla. Like, Everybody else is like, okay, but Paul London is like soft serve at McDonald's, plain as you can get. Uh, uh, do, do a goofy white voice for him. Goofy white voice. <laughs> I can just pull my ass. Uh, yeah, you're in the goofy just, black. Just goofy normal. <laughs> All right. So it pains, oh, God. <laughs> it pains me to come out without my workhorse championship, especially after the match that Alex Zane gave. To say the very least, we were all surprised by the appearance of Brian Cage and disgusted by the fact that Simon Dean came with him. After a tough night's rest, we're going to run that shit back and bring that title back to BBW. Shit. <laughs> Simon Dean appears on the Ballertron and says, Very inspiring. Unfortunately for you, the rules of the Workhorse Championship allow for Brian Cage to remain a traveling sales representative for Simon System Incorporated. The rule states that the title must be defended every week. It does not say that it has to be defended here every week. So Brian could break Nice Pac's lovely spot, smile in DPW, he could torture dick and balls in RCW. He could end the racism in TCW. He could even drown. <laughs> hey, 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 there's no racism in TCW. <laughs> That's the yeah. legacy they got. <laughs> you know what you oh, said oh, last oh, show, Damone. Yeah. You know what you said. <laughs> he saved, he saved the, the best for last. Let's see what he's got for PTC. Uh, he could even drown Jake Roberts' demons in PTC. Sorry to tell you, but Brian won't be making it back to BBW until Taboo Tuesday. So maybe you could fetch him a credible opponent. Ciao. 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 You know Simon Dean would say some shit like that. Uh, 
So Kenny, Paul, mute yourself. Oh yeah, I'm kind of echoing through you, Kenny. Um, so Paul laughs and says, "It sure smells like bitch in here, don't it?" And then, uh, so he says, "Brian's got a perfectly credible opponent right here in BBW, the best damn wrestling on the planet." And then uh, Alex Zane music hits and London visibly groans. He's like, "Oh, not this fucking guy again." Basically, didn't say that, but you know. Uh, and Alex says, "Don't worry, no costumes, no skits, no disrespect. Last night." You showed that you deserved that title. However, when the match came down to the wire, it was clear as day that I belonged on that big stage. And I'll be damned if I slip back into obscurity. I, too, need that match with Brian Cage. And seeing that neither one of us are sniffing that belt for a month, we might as well sort this out with some good old-fashioned wrestling here in St. Louis. Boo. <laughs> he said wrestling. And let the fans decide the rest. So I decided he, I don't want to see this. You can decide to suck these nuts. Uh, <laughs> so Zane extends that's his late, hand. Sir. I, I that's most, not to that's that. No, I gave the option to decide. Time. You have to consent. <laughs> well, I, I don't. Well, I said you can decide. If you decide not to, that's fine. <laughs> So uh, Zane extends his hand and London shakes it. They have a match following the commercial break where London goes for a top rope fa- Frankensteiner, but Zane turns it into a taco driver to win. Uh, the next week, they face off in a tiebreaker where London eats a knee, re-entering the ring. Zane goes up top and hits a crunch wrap to the apron where they both spill to the outside and get counted out. Is this man sponsored by Taco Bell? Uh, that's like his like his whole shtick, Alex Zane's is, so that his moves are all named after it. Uh... So they get counted out, and Simon Dean appears up on the Tron again. <laughs> Hello, Simon Dean here. I'm here to clarify, per my last request, that when I said credible opponent, I did not mean the same two guys who lost at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. I suppose if a real opponent can't be found, Brian will just have to face some local talent at Taboo Tuesday. Maybe the fans can vote on which audience member gets a lucky break. Thank you for your understanding. Ciao. And later that night, London and Zane are in the locker room, and London is asking Zane, Well, what do we do? And Zane says, Well, I know a thing or two about getting under someone's skin to force a match. We're going to go enjoy some indie wrestling for a couple weeks. Next week, London and Zane are seen in safari outfits outside of a small event venue. Zane says in an Aussie accent, Hello, mate. Welcome to the pilot episode of the Crocodile Hunter. We're going to traverse this indie swamp and take down the roided up beast. Follow us. They sneak into the building and then into the locker room. And they're doing this on like a GoPro and it's showing up. You're trying to offend everybody this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, they're they're like, it's on like a GoPro. It kind of looks like, you remember Alex Shelley's little skits that he like recorded? Yeah. It's kind of like those. It's kind of like the look of it. Um, So they sneak into the building and then into the locker room. And they see Cage's locker and yell, Roidy! And then they dig through his bag, throw his gear in the trash, and find some pills. And London says, that's probably for his little alligator down under. And they pan over to the bathroom where showers are running and the workhorse championship is on a bench. London grabs a chair and Zane sneaks in to try to steal the belt. A wrestler in the locker room yells what's happening and a bunch of blurred out dudes and dudes in towels chase them out of the building with London using the chair to fight them off. The next week begins a similar way. Uh, Why are they blurred out? Like what part is they're naked? 
Okay, so I wasn't sure. Yeah, the their dicks are blurred out. They're in the they're in the showers. It's their dicks. <laughs> okay, I was just making sure. Wasn't sure if, like their faces were. No, no, out, it's like some are in towels. <laughs> some just are dick and balls flopping as they're chasing these men. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Mike. I'll say cock and balls so I don't get copyrighted here. Yeah, don't, don't, don't get don't cock get and testicles. Co cock and testicles flopping. <laughs> no, don't get in with that cocky right. Cocky right? <laughs> yeah, I, was, that's, I, 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 I'm the, I'm, I regret coming on tonight. I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> not been good so far. Um, the next week begins in a similar way, but the but with two of them in it, that two person trench coat top hat costume where they're stacked up together. Oh my god, what is this? <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> This is bad. That's what this is. John, I'm just letting you know right now, you're on your way to getting the, the first point five of the night. I don't give a fuck what you think, so. Uh, there you go. London is telling Zane, man, this is bad shit. There's no way this works. And Zane says, do you really think that Brian Cage is smart enough to figure this out? And London sighs as they go into the building. Uh, sorry, I lost my plate. Uh, they go into the building and see an office room. A few minutes later, a typical indie-looking general manager gets tossed out of the room. Later that night on Malice, a second clip is shown. If it's not Baron Blade, I don't want it. Uh, it's Baron Blade. Uh, <laughs> a second clip is shown of Cage walking into that office, and Zane is seen sitting in the office chair, still in the top half of the disguise. Zane you got tells a monocle on and a fake yes. mustache? Yes. <laughs> Zane tells Cage, Tonight you'll be facing a local favorite in a ladder match. So hand your title here. And you'll likely have it Why back later tonight. Is he Australian? No, he's just doing like a f accent in oh, his okay. disguise. It's supposed to be like hokey, cartoony shit. Because uh, he did Australian last week, and I thought he would ch he change it up. No, it's a different accent. It's supposed so to be is like he like a, British now? It's like chip, yeah, chip, chip, pip, sorry, tip, pip, pip, cheerio, fuck. Uh, there we go. Type shit. Tip, chip, pip, hip, chip, dip, yeah, chip, yeah. chip, 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 I'm fucking, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking rapping over here. Uh, <laughs> I think anyway. he's a hit clip. Y'all remember those? <laughs> you, you get 30 seconds of a song you put it in <laughs> i don't remember the... oh yeah 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 it was like a songster though wasn't it called that it's called, called a hit clip i don't know oh. the fuck you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> well there's probably a bootleg somewhere uh anyways uh he tells him so yeah he, he'll be facing a local favorite ladder match tonight uh so hand the title here and you'll have it back later tonight cage complies but he says you look familiar and zane says just been doing this a while. And then uh, as Cage leaves the room, Zane and London bolt with the title and out of the building. The, the video finishes with them in the car and London saying, I can't believe that worked. And Zane saying, I can't believe you went along with such a stupid plan. Final week before the match. Zane and London come out next week with a workhorse title and ask the crowd if they want to see a real champion get crowned tonight. The crowd cheers until Simon Dean appears in the Tron again and saying, it appears that a traveling representative from Simon System Incorporated was stolen from on the job. When you steal from Simon, you always pay. Brian is a fantastic sales representative, but there's one job he's even better at. Loss prevention. And right after he says that, uh, Cage double clotheslines both of them from behind. He throws them both into the corner and starts beating the shit out of both of them, wailing on them. And then hits London with the belt. Zane ducks once, but it gets clobbered with the belt as well. Cage flexes with the belt until Ball comes out and says, I'm about as sick of this as all these fans are. In the next 24 hours... No, he's not. These fans <laughs> will get to decide the, the match type as you face both Alex Zane and Paul London for that title. <laughs> and I really hope... The crowd you, goes mild. 
I don't know. Kenny was reacting. You're just a hoe. He's laughing at me. <laughs> oh, he's the one who's like, ah. I had to be the crowd too, to make sure. Yeah, he, he's my crowd. Fuck the haters. Uh, uh, you're piping like, in crowd noise now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just piping in Kenny. <laughs> I'll try to get y'all confidence up during y'all's build. <laughs> there you go, Kenny. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you. And he says, hope you don't get outsmarted again. Here's the attires. Cage is in his Wolverine outfit. London is wearing a royal blue bike shorts and okay. uh, uh, boot tassels. So Brian Cage is an outfit. The Wolverine, where it's based off like 80s Wolverine. I hate it so much. That's like a real fit he's done. Uh, it's I, well, did did wait, he wait, call it, it, it the Wolverine? Yes, yes, he has a shirt that says that. He can go to hell too. Both can <laughs> <and> together. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're just mad you built like fucking Play-Doh, so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Zane is wearing red and lime. He getting a point two now. I said, <laughs> Zane is wearing red and lime green in honor of flaming hot Mountain Dew. Yuck! No, <laughs> so he's got Taco Bell sponsor no. and a flaming hot Mountain Dew sponsor. This man's making money. Why is he even wrestling? <laughs> he's the big draw. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Zane in London uh, to start the match. Uh, run out of the ring to grab ladders. Cage follows, but gets smashed in a ladder sandwich. London and Zane stand on the apron each holding one end of the ladder, and they do a moonsault with the ladder to clothesline Cage with the middle of the ladder. Uh, sorry, one second. Uh, moonsault the ladder. All right. While Cage is down, London and Zane start fighting on the outside. Uh, Zane goes for a springboard whisper in the wind from the apron, but eats nothing but ladder as London is ready. Uh, London climbs the ladder in the middle of the ring, but Cage slides in the ring and uh, folds the ladder with London on it, Picks it up and just throws that shit to the outside of the ring. He sees Zane grabbing a ladder on the other side and then front flips over the top rope onto him. Later on, London puts a ladder on top of both Cage and Zane and hits a standing shooting star on both of them. Um, London and Zane nod and both super kick a ladder into Cage's face. And then Zane hits a taco driver on London onto the floor. Zane sets up a ladder across the barricade in the apron, flat, and London bashes Cage's head against it until he starts uh, to become unconscious. And hold his head. So he's holding like, his head and back over it. Uh, and Zane climbs the ladder in the ring, and then he goes for the crunch wrap off the ladder, which is like the shooting star press, uh, double knee famouser. So he goes for that off the ladder uh, to the flat ladder outside the ring that Cage is on, but Cage... Uh, leg sweeps London onto the floor so Zane gets nothing but ladder his knees just go straight through that shit uh, so that was a tough spot to explain uh, so Cage starts climbing the ladder but London springboards the ladder and tries to stay in the fight and it ends with Cage hitting a big Uranagi from the ladder to the outside and Cage grabs the belt to stay the workhorse champion Okay, John. Um, <laughs> so the match was good. The f first, like, two to five minutes of the build, was, I, you had me. You had me in the first quarter. <laughs> and then you lost me. I, the, first honestly, first quarter? <laughs> the first quarter. I actually like the Simon Dean stuff, like the sales representative thing. And I like the part where you said the loss prevention. That was cool. I, hate I, I also like the Lost Revenge. At first, I was like, this is dumb. And then I was like, no, I like this. Yeah, I like that. I like the Simon Dean stuff. I hated 
the accent stuff and them like sneaking up and like they wire the baby faces mm-hmm. stealing the belt like not even like literally just stealing the property if you had asked i would have let you like use say he appeared in tcw by the way um i'm gonna give you a two for this okay and a dollar fifty of that is the match and simon dean all right who's next (laughs) um I didn't like this. <laughs> yeah, we know. <laughs> I didn't like it. It didn't get much better for me in the match. It's just, it was here. I'd like to hear the other numbers before I give mine. I'm going to stick with what number I got, but I'm going to go last because <laughs> I think I might be the worst. <laughs> I'd rather you feel a little bit more confident than. <laughs> All right. Um,. Yeah, I agree. It was pretty bad. Um, uh, I'm going to go with a solid one. I think the point five was literally all matched. Like, that point five I'm giving it. Like, I'm not going to give you the lowest. I feel like if you got the lowest, there was no creativity. It it was bad. I'm not going to sit there and say it wasn't bad. But it was the the match is what did for me. Like, the match, like, you had some good uh, some good uh spots in there there were some there were some decent spots in there but leading up to it like i wouldn't care about this match at all i'm not gonna lie to you i'd just be like why is this shit happening john before mike goes give me your number one favorite spot from this match the uh crunch wrap from the ladder inside the ring to the outside ladder that he goes through the ladder because uh cage moves so he does a shooting star from the top of the ladder inside the ring and then it's, it's a shooting star going into the double knees famouser and he misses that going through the ladder are you trying to convince yourself to get a to get my higher scores? Are you yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, go ahead. The things I liked about it, I I like, like I really liked. I think I I don't hate it nearly as much as they do. Uh, that was one of the ones I wrote last minute. I'm gonna go with a three and a half. I'll take that. I like wow. the, the I like the originality. You're shooting for it. I was trying to make it like more like entertaining because it was just kind of like before it was just it was the other extreme where it was just like these two motherfuckers sure are going to wrestle tonight. Uh, I would have rather you have like Brian Cage like pop up actually like ask us to like can I use him in a build and had him like pop up in TCW or pop up in I was just thinking that too or something like that. I feel like that would have been a cooler build and you could have had them like chasing him like there. Yeah. Like, in like, not in the hokey way that you did it, but, like, have them, like, show up at the arena there. He beats them. They demand a shot, like, right there and then. He keeps saying no to the point you get to eventually get back to BBW, and they have the match at the pay-per-view. I, I agree with that. I think going forward, if I do a traveling champion, like, you've inspired me that I'm just going to give you guys the champion and just say, hey, you can book this match however you want to make sure that the – championship is retained and which is why i think you should have done here um yeah i didn't like this john i'm sorry but I'm, I'm gonna give you a one as well that's where i was at before kenny said it so when kenny said a one i was like okay all right i'm not the biggest hater in the room <clears throat> all right so next up will be our trios championship match uh as you voted 
The underclass gang will defend their titles against Big Show, Danhausen, and the Boogeyman. So here's how we get there. Um, so following St. Valentine's Day Massacre, Mark Cuban hosts all of BBW's <laughs> champions to discuss their next defenses and have them address the audience. Uh, this is after Simon Dean's segment So earlier, so Cage's absence is explained. Uh, underclass gang, uh, Lita and MJF come out to nasty boobs, but Orange Cassidy, after being um, announced twice, shows up late, cool as ever, to big cheers. Uh, Cuban asks how the crowd in St. Louis is doing, then continues, It's not often that I make myself visible here. That's because this show isn't about me. It's about the champions in this ring and the challengers hoping to dethrone them. As you know already, Taboo Tuesday is on the way. That means it's your turn to write the show. Lita takes the mic, and then she says, I can't believe we allow all these idiots to control what we do every year. These are the same people who raved about... Sorry. Who raved about MJF breaking and entering. These are the same people who booed us when we gave the king of sexes or Jerry Lawler his just desserts. These are the same people who chanted one more time while Cedric Alexander brutalized non-wrestler and beloved rock star Ronnie Radke. The crowd chants, We want Cedric! Over while she's talking. And Cuban continues, I'm sorry to hear about your grievance. Anyways, let's see what the fans have in store for you particularly. He shows the screen. So this is one of my ones written down. Uh, the screen shows three options between ODB, Britt Baker, and AJ Lee. And Eddie Kingston grabs a mic saying, Well, I'm glad they found Britt Baker something to do because her and their gang of fake doctors weren't cut out to face the most dominant champions in wrestling. Uh, there I am. Truth be told, no one is. You can't write a story like ours. That is because we were not chosen by billionaires. We don't come from royal families. We're not movie stars or college ball players. We're three tough sons of bitches who didn't take no for an answer. We are everything these people claim to love, yet they despise us. The moment, sorry, the moment they get that promotion, the mortgage, the new car, the picket fence. And then Orange Cassidy lays down on the turnbuckle as he's ranting. And MJF cuts in and says, <clears throat> to Cuban, can you show these pores who they're facing so I can leave this putrid city already? <clears throat> and Eddie, uh, Eddie retorts, I'll stop talking when you can make me. And Cuban cuts in saying, I'm sure our fans are loving your squabble, but here's where they cut in. The screen shows the, the fans will be choosing between the New Day, uh, Danhausen and the Big Show and Boogeyman and the Ball Brothers. Eddie screams, this has to be a joke. This is a comedy skit. Right? The New Day got another title shot and nepotism prevails once again. Who have the Paul Brothers beaten? Eddie's mic cuts off and he throws it. Sorry, I hate reading this off paper. I didn't get a chance to move this to my document. <clears throat> he throws it down and walks away. Cuban continues, now Orange. And Orange appears to have fallen asleep on the turnbuckle. He says, do you have anything to say to your audience? He puts the mic up to Orange, and you can hear Orange starting to snore. Um, and Cuban says, well, I wouldn't be sleeping on this match because you'll defend against either Macho Man, Randy Savage, the Iron Sheik, or the leader of Sanity, Eric Young. 
sorry, if the Western Hemisphere champ has no further comments, we'll move on to the World Championship. The crowd gives a roaring boo to, as MJF smirks. Cuban continues, you currently, sorry, you currently hold the most coveted prize in wrestling. During your reign, you have made some enemies in the Ballerverse. You retired John Cena and beat, excuse me, you retired John Cena. You invaded Eddie Guerrero's home and beat him with his finisher. And now, here we are. You need an opponent, and I have an idea. Tonight, we will have a jump-the-line gauntlet match, where some of the top seeds from the King of the Ring tournament will compete in a random order, and the winner will face MJF in a match of the fans' choice at Taboo Tuesday. However, if they lose that match, they will lose their King of the Ring spot. Good luck. So MJF looks confused as the champions clear the ring, and Orange has to be woken up by the referee. That night, Eddie Kingston faces Ali one-on-one, and Chuck gets on the apron to distract the ref. Um, while Eddie is hitting the ropes, causing uh, them to collide and Ali to take momentum and win the match. Afterwards, Eddie is screaming at Chuck Palumbo in the ring um, while Taz scowls. So the next week, Stephen A. announces that he is here with all three trios that the fans can vote for at Taboo Tuesday. So she says, This round of voting should be very interesting as all three of these groups are fan favorites. Two of these groups are undefeated. It really is anyone's game. I'm going to allow each group to make their case to earn your votes. First up, The New Day. And Big E starts off says, It's not often that The New Day have to compete for attention or serve as the underdogs. But we have, sorry. We have been that and done there. There is nothing we have not done, and together, sorry, I keep, sorry. There is nothing we have not done alone and together. What we are chasing is the status of the GOATs. We don't know. We don't just want to be the best today. We want to be the best. Hip gyrating. B, B, W, history. Voting for us to win our fifth trios championship will do just that. And Stephen A. hands the mic to LaMelo Ball. And LaMelo says, Where we differ from these other groups is chemistry. The New Day have to be sick of each other by now and have split to chase their own goals. Dan Housen and his sideshow, they just started together. The Ball family, we were born and bred to win championships. Anywhere we've competed together, we never lost. This company is built on the Ball name. Vote for us if you want to guarantee New champions. Stephen A. Smith reluctantly hands the mic to Danhausen, who says, Hello, Stephen. Hello, Fanhausens. My mission is very simple. I have spent all my monies on getting the big show to come to BBW. So, we must get the three golden belts and take them to the nearest pawn shop to replenish my monies. <clears throat> if you would like to donate, Big Show cuts in and he says, We don't have to sell the belts. Champions get a bonus here. Daniel was like, ready? Big Show says, yes. And to show... Sorry, and to show that we are the very best... And to show we're the very best. Daniel says, we're going to become very rich and very famous. Very nice and very evil. And Stephen says, well, you heard the man. We must have... Wait, sorry, I keep getting mixed up. There we go. We must 
Well, you heard him. You must defeat the underpants group and become rich once again. Give us all your vote, Harzans, and you will not be cursed. Stephen A. continues. He says, I just got word that a triple threat match will take place next. Big Show versus Big E versus Lonzo Ball. That match takes place. And after neutralizing Big E, Big Show makes big, quick work of Lonzo Ball. Uh, the underclass gang are seen watching the match backstage. The next week, the underclass gang are seen backstage playing cards and smoking cigarettes. Eddie speaks. All right, this go round, we got three different targets. All three are expecting us to take down their biggest guy. So let's do the opposite. I'll handle that annoying little shit, Dan Housen. Taz, I want you to make like the Brooklyn Nets and eliminate LaMelo Ball. Chuck, I'm trusting you with Kofi. Take your time, be deliberate, and don't make any mistakes. They all nod, and they split up. At different points in the night, Eddie attacks Dan Housen while he's working concessions for monies and holds his hand to the stove as Dan Housen screams that's his cursing hand. Uh, Taz is seen with courtside seats to a Hornets game. At halftime, he beats down LaMelo Ball in the locker room, and LaMelo doesn't return to the game, and the Hornets lose. Uh, LaMelo's still in the NBA? Yes. (laughs) I hate it here. (laughs) Chuck is uh, last seen planting a trap that would drop a crate on the head of Kofi Kingston. What is this, Looney Tunes? (laughs) Hey, it's an option in Raw too, baby. Uh... Kingston walks close to the trap and then uh, sprints underneath it. Chuck chases and the trap falls on Chuck. Wait, what's under the trap? Uh, what, what do you mean? Like, what's in the trap? Like, lure him, in, lure him, lure him in. Like, I imagine there's something in the trap, like money or like cheese or something. Make so chickens. That I would have got Kenny. What? You would have definitely got Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Kofi says, "I thought I smelled a, a rat." Better luck next time, Chuck E. Cheese. And then next week, underclass gang are seen backstage. Eddie is yelling at them, Tonight, we each get a match with one of them. Chuck, you got a chance to make last week right and take out Kofi Kingston. So help you God, if you lose, you're going you're gonna to wish you called in sick today. Taz, you got the boogeyman. Should be light work. And I got the third ball, the epitome of middle child syndrome, Leangelo. I'm going to lock him up like a Chinese prison. What? Remember when Lamelo Ball got yeah, locked that, up in China? I, I can you say that? <laughs> he said, "Go lock him up like a Chinese prison." What's more to say? We got two more weeks to secure an advantage. Make the most of them. Before each match, the respective teams are shown in the locker room. Big Show and Boogeyman are awkwardly sitting together without Danhausen. Boogeyman pulls out the worms, and Big Show says, "Uh, you know, some, they serve something similar at Olive Garden, right?" And Boogeyman versus Taz takes place, and Boogeyman is beaten in only semi-competitive fashion. The Ball brothers are seen backstage getting a pep talk from LeVar, who says, Carrying the Ball family name means you never lose. And even if you do lose, you make them forget with a big win. We are, we are strong apart, but stronger together. Just as I would beat Michael Jordan, Jello, you're going to beat Eddie Kingston and show the world what being a big baller means. The new, um, the new Day are shown in the parking lot grilling burgers wearing New Day uh, McDonald's collab shirts. And then Xavier Woods says, Over the years, we have revolutionized both the wrestling and the food industries between the Bootyos cereal, 10 tag team championships, pancakes, five trios championships, and now the New Day burger at McDonald's. 
and our sixth trios championship. Though it is, though it is our burger, we decided to pay tribute to our eventual opponents, the underclass gang. We made it high and fat in Greece in honor of Eddie Kingston. We got a fried egg in honor of Taz's brain, and you can't forget the buns, otherwise known as Chuck Palumbo. Sorry, one second. The matches take place, and Taz Taz beats the boogeyman in the competitive, most competitive of all the matches. Eddie Kingston beats the hell out of Jello Ball, but Chuck Palumbo loses to Kofi Kingston. Eddie and Taz meet him in the ring. Eddie is screaming at him and starts to choke Chuck in the corner, but Taz breaks it up. On the final week of the build, the underclass game made their way to the ring, looking mad as hell. Taz takes the mic and says, Tomorrow night, no matter the outcome of the polls, we will be subjected to embarrassment. Like a U.S. election, there is no good outcome. Look at the last few weeks. Instead of preparing for a real match or a fight, we're watching McDonald's ads, bad parenting, and a grown man eating worms. All this is happening, and we're not good enough? LeVar Ball looked at all of you dead in the eyes and said, we're the issue. Bullshit. Eddie Kingston continues, This is proving the point we've been pleading with you since we got here. Normal people who worked for what they have are buried into an underclass while rich parents, big business, and special interests are put on a pedestal. As much as we dread wasting our Tuesday night, we look forward to make an example out of whoever you idiots pick. Promo is interrupted by Big E with a Las Vegas! Don't you dare be sour. Clap for your five-time trios champs and feel the power. And the New Day come out wearing aprons and carrying spatulas. Big E continues on. I figured you would be more appreciative of our homage. Truth be told, this is the first and last you'll ever receive. All you'll be remembered for when you drop the belts tomorrow is a bunch of whiny, stinky, stupid, foul, Gross, stupid, stinky, crybabies who were appeased for far too long. You three did not invent struggle. You simply substituted it for a personality. Who better to put that to an end? And then they do the hoo, 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 hoo. And Super Saiyan by Lonzo Ball's rap song hits and the Ball Brothers come out. Mello says, New Day, we appreciate everything you've done, but we've got it from here. Our dad said we need a new blood around here and we brought the finest. The Ball family is big, strong, fast, and unstoppable. Together. These fans know you're great. But they know that we never lost. And we will hold those trios championships until we retire. One section of the crowd suddenly cheers super loud as the camera picks up Danhausen walking through the crowd selling popcorn. Every time someone tries to talk, Danhausen throws another bag of popcorn causing the crowd to cheer over them. He gets to the ring and quickly does his curse. Motion to Chuck Palumbo and the underclass and the underclass gang beat down Danhausen. Um and a brawl breaks loose. Big show and boogeyman run out, but Chuck runs away, holding Danhausen in his grip. Eddie orders him to leave through the crowd before Big Show clears house, but can't get to Danhausen in time. So right before the match, backstage, uh underclass gang is shown with Eddie yelling at Chuck, What do you mean you lost him? And how do you lose a whole person? And he slaps Chuck in the face. He said, you better go out there ready to win. 
All right, and the attires are all standard. Uh, the underclass gang are in their doo-doo brown. Yeah, Danhausen and Boogeyman in their face paint. Big Show in his typical singlet. So here are the spots. Big Show and Boogeyman appear to be facing the underclass gang alone. Boogeyman starts off the match against Eddie Kingston. Boogie starts off hot with two spinning elbows leading to a tilt-to-whirl side slam. Boogeyman gets Eddie into a corner and does three shoulder blocks. Eddie runs out and Boogeyman hits a rolling power slam. Boogeyman walks over to tag Big Show, but Eddie chop blocks him and drags him to his corner, trading tags with Taz, ignoring Chuck, who is requesting for a tag. <laughs> Taz slow down, slows down the match with Taz plexes, uh, backbreakers, uh, chops, and stomps. Taz tags Chuck, and they both toss Boogeyman at Big Show like a battering ram, knocking him off the apron. They begin to set up for scatterbrains after tags to keep the count going. But then they hear the tequila song play. Everyone in the crowd starts looking around. And the camera tequila. catches Danhausen in the crowd. holding, Handing out popcorn again as he does the dance to the song. Chucky is, is fighting it, but he's starting to dance to the song a little bit. Until Eddie slaps him in the face and yells, yells at him. Danhausen points at them all with the curse. While Underclass Gang is arguing, Boogeyman is let go, and Big Show returns the apron. Off the distraction, Big Boogeyman gets the hot tag. Big Show runs in and sling blades Eddie Kingston. He super kicks Taz, and then he hits a European uppercut on Chuck. Now Big Show front drop kicks Eddie and Taz out of the ring, then kips up. Then as Chuck runs up, he kicks his leg and hits a falcon arrow. He then looks at the crowd and, uh, and climbs up to the top rope to hit the BME, the biggest moonsault ever. And pins him for a one, two, three. Dan Housen and the Sideshow are your new trios champions. After the match, Eddie and Taz roll into the ring and pick Chuck up, only to beat him down, calling him dead weight. Um, yeah, that's it. And they uh, spit on him and leave him in a heap in the ring. So that is the heap. They uh, turn on Chuck after the match because he ate the pin to the Big Show. Gave us a slave word. He said heat. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is cool. You liked it? It was all right. You, you didn't sound like you liked it. It was all right. All right it I'll wasn't. Take, I'll take it. I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm giving it a five. It's Let's go. Not, it's not a five. <laughs> yeah, Mike is wild. And with five that. for me. <laughs> I like Danhausen. I like Danhausen too. Is that what gets it every time? He's like, I like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I you like know that's how he rates. I like Danhausen. Five. I, I hate like Danhausen. Well, that's how I. That, that's also what happens when I watch real wrestling. Dub. <laughs> so, I, I ride for you, Mike. Thank you. I like the matches of the people I like. Dub. I think the right team won. Um, I liked most of the Danhausen, or pretty much all the Danhausen stuff. Um. I underclass gang I don't really care for. Well, I don't really care that I don't really care that Plumbo got beat down either. Um I'm gonna give you a three. Okay. You buying a new day burger? Yeah, I'd buy a new day oh, burger. I'm, I'm Actually no, the, I wouldn't I'm I don't like fried eggs. Ah. I don't like fried eggs, so I'm not on the I new day burger. I wanna click all the boxes. 
<laughs> You're gonna buy them New Day uh, McDonald's collab shirts. Hell yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna work at McDonald's just to get their shirts. <laughs> so, a couple of things. All right. I could definitely see New Day getting a McDonald's collab. I'm surprised they haven't already. Two, the New Day should have a TV show on the Food Network. Dub. Three, y'all really let these let this motherfucker put the Ball Brothers as an option and didn't vote for them? Nobody voted for them. Not one no, vote. I could have swore I voted for them. No, you voted for Danhausen. Mm. Nobody yeah, voted I, I for them. I was scared people were going to vote for the Ball Brothers. I hold this yeah, L then. Yeah, no one wanted the Ball Brothers. I wanted an actual good match. Oh, I would have had the Ball Brothers wilding, though, because they don't have a moveset. I, I would have just been like, all right, he does a double moveset. He's athletic. He can do it. Mm. <laughs> he's not letting he can do it I double, would've, I would've oh, had you the, gotta call it the double dribble cause there's no moveset I would've had Ball Brothers do some wild shit in the ring <laughs> yeah double moonsault the double dribble that, that's kinda sick Get do a shoulder block call the charge <laughs> I <actually> gotta <laughs> like that um this is kinda corny I'm not gonna lie I hated this build I thought you just in said you liked of, it what I happened? liked it I liked the match I hated the the goofiness of it. Overall, it wasn't bad. I hate the goofy corniness of it. I mean, it is Danhausen skits. I, I, love right. I love the goofy. I didn't say I liked that. I said it was all right. That's what I'm about. Is that I was, I'm gonna be a three. It's it's mid. I do think you lean. You get this isn't like this didn't affect your score at all. But this is just a, a observation I have. Once you start doing something, it's not just now. This was in uh, the tag team book at first with Raven as well. Once you get good scores out of one, out of someone, the first time you run that thing till it's dry, like you, <laughs> you do, you do. Y'all voted for Danhausen. I know, hey, but I'm just saying that this is you run the bit dry. I'm here for it, but I ain't vote for that shit. I, I, don't, I don't blame you. If it works the first time and it works the second time, why not do it the third time? That's how a Hangover gets made. <laughs> and that's never that's, good. Yeah, true. Because like, if I weren't to, do, like, if I were to like, be like. Now I'm gonna repackage Danhausen as a serious character. That shit would get like a point five. You know what I mean? I gotta yeah, do. Yeah, it I gotta do his bit. You know. No, I'm not mad at that. I'm not either. That, I'm just... that would be most. That's actually probably most of your score. Were you dropping the belts no matter who got voted in? Yes. Oh wow. We could have gotten two ball. <laughs> we were, vote, we were voting for champions. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was um... dropping the belts that night because Chuck was getting turned on no matter what. Wow. That's a mess. I'm going to give it a solid three. I think, just like they said, um, I I hated the build, but the match was good. Um, so that cancels out. <laughs> so that's why you got that. So you got solid three for me. Mm-hmm. You already know I don't like that Dan Housen shit. But. All right. So the next match, you know, of course, Master Ceremonies comes out. And it says, so this voting situation is a little bit more complicated going into this match as – we have three candidates to face our Western Hemisphere champion, Eric Young. Not Eric Young, sorry. Face our Western Hemisphere champion, Orange Cassidy. And it was a tie for all three. And you know I like to shake things up a bit. So, tonight, Orange Cassidy will defend his title against Macho Man, Iron Sheik, and Eric Young. And just because I like to really shake it up, it will be a Monsters Ball match. All right, so here's how the, 
Bill begins. I, I was I was late. My fault. My fault. So the, the, <laughs> on all the title matches, basically from this point, the first week is going to be that championship segment that Cuban did promoting all the matches. Um, so it's gonna go straight to week two on this build, and like all the other title matches. Uh, so it is advertised that a tag match between Orange Cassidy and Macho Man, and Iron Sheik and Eric Young will take place. Sheik and Young have the Persian Lions insanity at ringside. Orange hits Young with the orange punch and tags Savage, who taunts as he goes up for the elbow drop. Sheik distracts the ref as Dane throws Savage off the rope to the outside and gets counted out. Sanity jumps Savage, and the Persian Lions jump Cassidy. Sheik gets a mic, and he goes full unhinged, and this is going to be a bad impression, so y'all just going to live through it. Last week, you sleep on us. This week, we put you to sleep. You and the Nacho Man are jokes. Who is this? Iron Sheik. I'm going like unhinged Twitter Iron Sheet. This is not funny. We are kicking your asses. And the next week, a triple threat. Is that no, it was funny. <laughs> that was not a good uh, Iron Sheet impression. I told y'all, y'all going to have to live with bad impressions because when I don't do an impression, y'all are like, why are you saying it so plain? No, I'm with you. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's still a bad impression. But I mean, it, I don't do impressions. So I'm just, I'm just going to do bad impressions. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Uh, so a triple threat is advertised between three possible choices for it with Sanity and the Persian Lions barred from ringside. Before the match, Stephen A. Smith announces that he is interviewing Macho Man Randy Savage. Stephen continues, Randy, it appears the criticism against the current champion is that he doesn't take his job serious. He makes it a joke. Now, you are being accused of the same thing. Any response? Macho Man comes in. Ooh, they think the Macho Man is not serious, huh? That could not be further from the truth, Stephen A. Is that, I, is that Macho Man or I'll be Cummings? That's, <laughs> <laughs> either. I made a 100% serious muscle, which means I am capable of things that others are not. No, no, no. I know what he sounds like. You know the anime? You know the anime is where the random villain that gets whooped on? Like, yes. <laughs> that's what he sounds like. <laughs> oh, I could take that incel, Eric Young, and snap him like a Slim Jim. He pulls a Slim Jim from his jacket and snaps it. Oh no! This is <laughs> so. Wait, he just this pulled is... a bear. Wait, 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 wait! He just pulled a bear Slim Jim out of his pocket. Yes, I hate that. <laughs> That's this is this is rapper. Uh... Macho Man. This isn't regular Macho Man. This isn't Macho Man. No, this is, this, no, this is eighties Macho Man right here. You the see, one that dropped, dropped diss tracks on Hogan and Triple H. Okay, that, that's fire too. Uh, no, this is page you two see, two. while I am made of 100% serious muscle, the Iron Sheik is made of serious cholesterol, which, which will only hit his heart half as bad as my elbow drop. Then there is the champ, who the fans will choose me to face after I win this triple threat. Who claims to be made of freshly squeezed orange juice, but it's really the artificial flavors of Sunny D. <laughs> Taboo Tuesday. Everyone will know the Macho Man is fit to be champion as he flexes. <laughs> the match takes place, and Macho Man spends too long taunting, only to get rolled up by Eric Young. After the match, Sanity and the Persian Lions circle the ring. Orange Cassidy music hits, and he slowly strolls the ramp. They see how long he's taking and storm the ring to beat down Savage. Cassidy finally picks up the pace, but by the time he gets to the ring, they're all able to 
divert their attention to Orange and beat him down again. Sheik and Young have a small stare down, but nod and walk away. Alright, so next week, commentary make note that Orange Cassidy is not in the building, but that Eric Young will face Iron Sheik with Macho Man as the guest referee. They're having a competitive match, and Sheik goes for a pin. Macho Man does a slow count. He does the same for Young's next pin, pin attempt. Macho plays dumb when they yell at him for, yell at him for it. Macho Man, throughout the match, sets them up to hurt themselves and look like idiots, moving opponents from moves... Uh, Dive, moving points from diving moves, corner moves, and moving the rope from rope breaks and other shenanigans. After about after about seven minutes of this, the two heels stop wrestling and start being down Macho Man to end the match. She gets on the mic and says, "If any of you idiots vote for the Macho Man, I will hop the rail and kick every single ass. We are the real options." What? So, that's not, that's not so, how, how he would say that. I don't fucking know. Right. Every single ass? No, that's, like, Every that's, single not ass. Even, that's not even the threat he would give you. We are the real options, and your champion is a joke. No one will laugh at Taboo Tuesday. Only cry. I will drink your tears for refreshment. I, you, needed to, you needed to go like do some, some Iron Sheik. If you ever bring Iron Sheik back again, you need to spend at least two days on his Twitter, because like, He's got cut built-in catchphrases, and you're not hitting any of them. He talks about kicking Hulk Hogan's ass every single no, day. No, no, He talks about breaking his fucking back and making him humble. He talks about he says kicking his ass, ass too. He talks about he talks about uh, go fuck yourself. He go you are the you are the jabroni, but Shiki baby, Shiki baby is the real. Shiki baby will also, break the jabroni Hulk Hogan back. Fuck him in the ass and make him humble. Humble. He also says he's going to kick his ass, which I've been saying in every promo. This is P- TV14, not TVR. Don't care. Then you shouldn't have Iron Sheik. <laughs> so, continuing forward. Um, he slams the We're mic like down. Iron as, Cheeks. As the ref stops. Uh, ah, am I right, gamers? The Youngs beat down on Saturday. Wait, wait, wait. So, what makes a TV14? Because uh, did you have a dude pull another, a knife out? Yes. Mm, true. You had Bloody. ass cheeks on here earlier that were blurred out. <laughs> it was blurred. We had ass cheeks and dicks. It was blurred. <laughs> also, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but in the modern era, if this is on what what channel is this one? It's on FS1. So TV ratings don't even matter because I know it's like you can literally. But, but do we're not saying like fuck television. every two seconds. We say shit here and there. It's about AEW's level of adult. Hmm. It's not getting like raunchy, raunchy. Well, Iron Sheik should get raunchy, raunchy. He should be the only one that's allowed to do it. All right. Anyways, next week. <laughs> Anyways. On Malice, Killian Dane is squashing a local talent with Young and Sanity at ringside. Macho Man hops the barricade and starts whooping on Young. The rest of the Sanity pile on. As this starts, the music of Orange Cassidy plays, and from the curtain, uh, one at a time, the Persian Lions are tossed out. Then Orange Cassidy, now sporting all black denim, runs out to ringside with urgency and orange punches every single one of them showing excitement and anger afterwards macho man goes to lift cassie's arm up but cassie pulls away and walks off so basically orange cassie isn't being lazy anymore he's showing that he cares and he's fucking people up and he's showing that with black denim so for the attires um eric young is wearing that grungy olive green like that puke green uh sheik is in royal blue and purple shorts with a blue turban macho man is in orange white and pink Entrance attire with pink trunks and orange boots. And then Orange Cassidy is wearing the all-black denim. So here's the spots. So Orange Cassidy has an explosive start. 
hitting lariats and ripcord knees to all three. Young slides out of the ring. As Macho Man and Sheik are getting up, Orange Cassidy jumps off their backs and front flips towards Young, who hits him out of the air with a chair. Sheik puts Macho Man on the bottom step and then slams the top one onto him, making him a stair sandwich. Um, Young whacks every one of them with a kendo stick and then does the Russian leg sweep with it on Orange Cassidy. Macho Man pulls the table from under the ring to the excitement of the crowd. When he sets it up, Young runs at him. Macho Man tosses him over it, over his head through the table. It's like a monkey toss. Sheik then starts choking Macho Man with the chain until Orange Cassidy Orange punches him. Young gets in the ring and pours a bag of tacks. Orange climbs to the top rope, hops up, and superplexes him off the top rope onto the tacks. Uh, Eric Young attempts a pin, but Macho Man elbow drops to break it up. As he's trying to pin Young, Sheik locks in a camel clutch. And as Macho Man is about to tap to the camel clutch, Orange Cassidy hits the orange punch on Sheik. Uh, rather than going for a pin, he goes to the corner and charges up for another, getting the crowd hyped up. He goes for another orange punch, but Macho Man throws powder, throws a powder at Orange Cassidy's eyes. The crowd, the camera and commentary reveal that that is sand. Skip says, did he just do pocket sand? And then Shannon Sharp yells, he ain't got no pockets. Uh, Macho Man then rolls him up with a schoolboy and wins. Commentary notes that Orange Cassidy got serious only to lose to dumb antics like that. I, I'm conflicted because I feel like you took away the best part. You took away Orange Cassidy's whole identity and it felt very sudden. Like there was no development to like him turning serious. Well, there was this because when he would lollygag, like he would get the fuck beat out of him. I get that. But like, it just felt like, like you had him getting beat down. And then like the next week, he just shows up a different person. Like, so he was off a week. And what kept happening is Macho Man kept losing, getting fucked up. Him and Macho Man were basically getting their asses beat for doing dumb shit by the serious heels. So Orange Cassidy comes back serious and it looks like it's going to work. And then he loses to some dumb shit. It's supposed to like, yeah, it's not I get supposed what you're to be going a... for, but I felt like I wish there was a little bit more, like explanation. Like it just felt very sudden that he went from like slowly walking, obviously doing Orange Cassidy, to the next week, like two weeks later, he's a different person. Yeah. Um, like he's still packaged similarly, but now he's showing that he like cares is basically like the thing because he feels like he has to now. But, yeah. uh, clearly, I wish like we got an interview or something before that, like that kind of just explains the change in attitude, not just him suddenly being different. Yeah, but clearly, um, it's not working out for him. Is kind of what I'm looking going for. And I actually, I, I liked your Macho Man. Um, I'm gonna give it a three point five. Okay. I don't really have a whole lot of commentary here. Okay. It was a little goofy, but everything seeming to be less sport-like and more goofy, which is fine. That's your that's your Didn't wheelhouse. Did he say he was going for sport-like? Wasn't that your original? He, he, yeah, was. he, he, he pivoted because really he's not doing well with it, I think. He's, he's not... Well, I'm kind of like doing like, I don't know. I like some goofy stories, but I'm still doing like the sports stuff with the tournament and all that. But, I mean, I, my I earlier... tournaments tr- are just wrestling. <laughs> that's fair. But, like, I'm also doing, like, records and, like, win percentages and all that shit. But... And also, okay. with some of the talent that I have featured and the Taboo Tuesday stuff, it's going to be a little hokey. 
Yeah, that's um, fair. I'm going to give you a 3.4. I'll take it. Had what kind of matches you got left? Uh, I have two segments and two matches. Okay. I'm giving you a 3.5. I'll take it. What are you doing? I don't know. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you a 3.5. You're going to say 3.5. I'll take that. Yeah. All right. I'll be the hater. <laughs> you you intentionally dog. hated there. You had to take away 10 cents. <laughs> uh, you wanted to be the hater there. Don't I'll do it again. Uh, so the next segment, it opens with the model citizens, which is Cody Rhodes, Kit Wilson, and Elton Prince, which is pretty deadly, at the hair salon. Cody and Elton both have their hair in foil getting bleached, while Kit has his hair in ro- rollers. So Cody says, hi, I'm Cody Rhodes. I have the hardest job in the world, but someone has to do it. Being the world's most attractive human is a tough task. Every single person on earth looks to me for wisdom and inspiration to make over their ugly lives. To them, I just say, just stop being ugly. Look better. Just stop being poor. Be richer. It's that simple. BBW's problems are deeper than the skin. More than I can fix alone. So, I imported these two British bombshells to give BBW a complete facelift. And Kit and Elton respond with their signature, yes, boy. And then the segment ends. <laughs> That's just a quick little thing. It's promoting. Um, three, I guess. There's nothing happened. Cody Rhodes and the model citizens. Oh, I, I didn't. I, didn't I, I, I thought it was hilarious. I'm going to go with a four and a half. I'll take that. Um, I'm going to give you a three. Is, Mike is right. It's just there. I understand segments. They don't. So. Wow. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, it just a three. It was. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. I thought something about to happen. It was just like okay. It, it's it's not supposed to be like super consequential, but it's, it's kind of explaining the gimmick that like Cody wrote and like he's he's stuck up, he's snobby, he's trying to, uh, you know, he built a faction of other attractive. I get people. it. It makes sense. It's a thing that happens. Tells them to stop being poor and stop being ugly. Just simply stop. I get it, but that's like a weekly kind of thing, in my opinion. Yeah, that makes it sense. It is a weekly kind of thing. I still it's like it. weird that you did a vignette in... During it happened. Movie. It can happen. Yeah. But I'm here for it. Uh, I, I'm rolling <laughs> with it. It happened. So, anyways, next up will be our women's championship match, uh, where the fans have voted. Lita will face ODB. So, here is going to be the build. Uh... So if, as once again, the first week is going to be that championship segment with Cuban talking about the t- title contenders. So we're starting at week two of the build. Uh, is advertised that this week, Shotzi, Paige, and Ripley will face the three contenders in a trios match. Before the match, the Femme Fatalities are, are interviewed by Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. asks, Lita, you've been a dominant champion thus far. No denying that. The three challengers the fans are choosing between pose your greatest threat yet. How are you going to prepare? And Lita says, the same way I always do, Steve. Going into the match, unbothered, unbothered and shitting on these weak bitches with minimal effort. Uh, I make it look easy because it is. I'm bored out there. Steven retorts, So that's why you bring a party of 20 to every match, huh? And Lita makes a cutthroat hand signal like this to the Femme Fatalities, and they start beating the piss out of Stephen A. Smith until... ODB runs up, followed by Britt Baker and AJ Lee, the other two choices. 
the femme fatalities scurry off, trying to make it look cool, like they like they didn't get scared. They're just kind of walking away because they chose to. Uh, the match takes place, and all hell breaks loose. The femme fatalities attack the private practice outside the ring, who are managing Britt Baker. Uh, ODB, Lee, and Baker attack, and Baker attack them. Lita jumps in too. The scuffle ends with ODB jumping off the top rope to the outside with a chair underneath her leg in leg drop form. You know how Sabu would put the chair underneath his legs for leg drop. She does that to the top rope on everybody. Um, after the show, it is announced via BBW Twitter that the Femme Fatalities will be suspended from all BBW events until Taboo Tuesday for their attack on Stephen A. Smith. Following week, a Beat the Clock challenge is booked for the three contenders to show the fans that they deserve their votes. Britt Baker defeats Trish Stratus in 10 minutes and 39 seconds. AJ Lee beats Deanna Perrazzo in 11 minutes and 13 seconds, eliminating her. And ODB faces Dakota Kai and beats her in 10 minutes and 41 seconds, losing the challenge by 2 seconds. That night, BBW posts breaking news that Britt Baker was viciously attacked at the airport by the Femme Fatalities, and they will be fining Lita $10,000 while updating fans on Baker's condition. Next week, AJ Lee cuts a promo saying, I am sick. I am sick of women's wrestling existing in a cycle of degradation, embarrassment, false hope, and disappointment. You deserve better. I deserve better. We deserve better. We deserve better than a group of Neanderthals trampling our progress with no consequence. We deserve management better than management that lets it happen. We deserve better than me sharing the spotlight with a part-time dentist and a full-time bar hopper. Give me your vote, and I will once again break the cycle. What's oh, the favorite bar of the bar hopper? Um, probably the Wolf Trap. Uh, Not the Dirty L. Spoon. That's just nasty. No. Every all the homies go to the Dirty Spoon. It's, like, it's gonna be Applebee's Dollaritos. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyways, uh, ODB comes out and says, I'm going to do it like that Marge Simpson kind of voice. You know, <laughs> that's someone the fuck. <laughs> like, for someone that pretentious, you're awfully stupid. You're, fall, you're, you're falling for it. Wake up. You saw this went a month ago. There's four of them. There can either be two of us at this point or we can get our asses kicked in. We got to stick together. And then AJ just kind of looks at her and says, you are beneath me, and leaves the ring and walks right past her. ODB shrugs. A few days later in the week, Lita posts a video of the femme fatalities busting into AJ Lee's house while her husband is on the road. They beat down Lee, throw her through a glass road, window, you know and kicks and kick the dog Larry. Where, where's her husband at? Not Larry. Um, he's in another wrestling company touring. Okay. You said not Larry. <laughs> they, kick, they, they throw AJ Lee through a window and kick the dog. These uh, are mean bitches. Uh, <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Do, do we see them kick the dog? Yes. Well, they probably like, gimmick it in some way where like they like throw the kick towards the dog and then move the camera away or something like that. They, <laughs> they, okay. they, they probably gimmick it in real life, but it appears as if they kick the dog on TV. Like it cuts out, right? As they yeah, kick yeah. The dog, you just hear the the dog. Yeah, and there's like man, a... Peta is gonna be all over. Your and then ass. a plush dog just flies across the room, <laughs> <laughs> like fuck, like fucking Anchorman when he punts Baxter off the bridge. <laughs> that is the best part. Of the movie. He punted Baxter. Uh, Speaking of Anchorman, watch RCW. Dub, I love RCW. Uh, <laughs> 
The final week, it's reported that Britt Baker is a fracture in her arm and can't make it to Taboo Tuesday. ODB comes out with a bat in one hand and a mic in the other. She says, I'm not in the business of mind games, so why don't we get this over with? We're all in Vegas. LeVar won't do shit to you anyway. Why don't you raggedy bitches pull up and we'll handle this while we're on the clock? So Lita and the femme fatalities appear on the screen and Lita says, That would be all too simple. Why would I spoil a perfect plan? AJ Lee is taking a Z-Pack in Chicago. Britt Baker is seeing real doctors in, Brit- in Pittsburgh. And all that's left is the weakest link. Now you get to spend the next 24 hours tired, afraid, alone, and helpless. You know you're going to get taken out. It's just a matter of when. And best part of all is these idiots in Vegas had all their power taken away and I get to drink their tears on my night off. I'd say see you tomorrow, but I probably won't. So before the match, LeVar Ball comes out and says, uh, this is the night of, I've been dreading this part of the night. The fans have voted ODB to be their number one contender tonight, but I'm not sure that any of the candidates will make it be able to compete. Let's bring out the champion. Salita comes out with only Rhea Ripley and Paige looking super smug. LeVar says, and the challenger? And there's a long pause. And Lita is yelling to just call the match, get it over with, end it here. And right as things look like the match will actually be called, Shotzi is thrown through the curtain, followed by ODB holding a bat. They're both looking bloody and beaten up. So here's the attires. Uh, Lita's in all black leather pants and crop top. ODB is in a white bloody tank top and jeans with messed up ass hair. Because she just got done fighting Shotzi, assumedly. Uh, So the bell rings and ODB slides outside and knocks down Paige and Rhea with a shoulder tackle. She gets in the ring and is met with a drop salt from Lita. Lita runs at ODB, but ODB monkey tosses her to the outside where she hits the floor directly. ODB front flips off the apron to the outside. She spine busters Lita onto the apron. The count is at seven and Lita slides in. Rhea and Paige try to hold ODB outside for the count out, but they get kicked from ringside by the ref. Lita hits a springboard back elbow on ODB as she gets in the ring. Climbs up to the top rope and attempts a diving hurricane run up but gets caught. Sit out powerbombed for a pin attempt in a close two. ODB starts slamming Lita's head into the turnbuckle for the dirty dozen, but Lita slides to the outside to run away. And then Shotzi makes her dan- her finally makes her way down to the ring, looking beat to hell. Uh, and Lita seems to give her some instructions. ODB goes outside. Uh, Lita runs away from her, and ODB starts whooping on Shotzi again. Lita suicide dives to the outside, but ODB steps away so that only Shotzi gets hit. ODB tosses Lita into the ring, charges up, and hits the BAM, which is a TKO basically, to pin Lita and become the new women's champion. After the match, Lita's freaking out in the ring and starts screaming at Shotzi, choking her against the barricade outside the ring. So, that's the match. Basically, they fucked up a plan to cheat, ODB became the new champion, and Lita's mad about it. I'm going to give you a 2.75. It's, yeah, I don't care about this <laughs> that much. I, like, I just have no, like. I don't either, and I wrote it last night. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. Uh, yeah, I, it's just, it's a little bit better than mid. So 2.75. Nope. Actually, no, I got I to gotta drop it because just because you just said that. Bro, gotta, that's out of character uh, knowledge. 2.5. Stop this. 
too no, no, the fuck that, because y'all were all over fucking Danny when you said, yeah, this is a yeah. piss break match. Yeah, yeah, I gotta be consistent. You booked so the gotta... match to be bad in canon. I didn't do that. I just didn't care about the match. No, no there. one did no. that. No, He just I, said that shit. This is yeah. supposed to be a good match in kayfabe, but it out was of kayfabe. Be... So was when I fucking booked that match. No, you said it's a piss break break. It's no, not supposed he, to be good. And he said it. Well, he said it was supposed to be a bad match. And he didn't fucking write it either, so fuck him. <laughs> so, well, you, you yeah, said it was booked I'm to be a bad match, so. No one yeah, said that. He, he said did. that. I didn't say it. Well. Don't say you said it. Say he said it. I didn't book this to be a bad match. I just didn't care about it when I booked it. Okay, well, I didn't care about it when you were telling me about it. Well, I knew so, you wouldn't because. Yeah, I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you .75, and the, that extra quarter is because you admitted that you didn't care about it either. Well, at least I got that quarter back. <laughs> yeah, you got it back in the weirdest way. Yeah, I didn't give two shits about this. I'm giving you one and a half. I was half tempted to go pick up a pizza. <laughs> the pizza's Don't bad. women's matches. <laughs> Wait, so, so, so the moment, what did you give it then? Because you said you were uh, going to change uh, it, but now we said we Yeah, 2.5. Originally, 2. I gave him a 2.75, and they dropped it to a 2.5 because it's mid. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I also gave it. I, I also gave it a uh, one point five. I dead ass don't enjoy writing this story. <laughs> like, <laughs> so why would you? And, make I, it? No. and, I, then, and I picked. Cut I, it out. I, yeah, if you I hate it, it that much. Cut it out. Yeah, I and I voted for. But then how do I explain that it just disappears? You know, you don't. I would never remember because you're, you're doing pay per views matches. You could say you could just not have it appear and say that the feuds and stuff are happening on live TV. Right. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm doing that. Doing that with the pure championship. It's going to be TV only, except for the big pay per view. Um. But <laughs> I feel like you could have done that with this. You could have cut this out entirely. The reason I voted for ODB is because you had built ODB up in your last pay per view. So I thought it would be. Her story would be continuing would have been the right way to go. I just wish it was better. Do you remember I, who I voted for? So, so my big thing here is that like everything with this faction storyline has fallen flat. You know, so my only goal with this was just to make Lita drop. That that's dead ass. Like I just wanted to end it. Like I'm. You have like, done that on live TV though. Yeah. Uh, so I just had the pay-per-view match, and I was like, I'm just going to make her drop, and it's not going to get a great score anyway. They, the whole division hasn't gotten a good score once, so I just don't give a fuck about it anymore. <laughs> so, just being honest. Yeah, I don't think anyone would have been like, oh, crap, where's your women's title? I really <laughs> wanted that. Don, are you broken right now? No, it's just like I like I've been, <laughs> I just never cared about that division. I was dreading presenting that match. I dreaded writing that match. Then why, why did, did you make night. it? If you hated it that much, why did you continue? Because I can't. I just really didn't have an explanation. I didn't. I just didn't have an explanation for not like, having it. You were That's it's to like see it through, my boy. It, it's like you were doing it for us, but we didn't ask for it. <laughs> we actually asked you not to do it. To be honest with you. <laughs> So, he's like that uh, mom that hates cooking. He's like, I gotta do it. We're like, we already ate. Why are you cooking? <laughs> so I'm just gonna admit I'm a sexist next show and never book women again. Uh, women don't get good scores here. I, I will say that. I'll be honest. We, we it, look like some sexist pigs. Nobody really has a great women's division. Hey, no. hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! My women's division. is Damone shouldn't get them, but he does. <laughs> my I women's division like I, is popping. I feel like I'm doing pretty well with my women this time. So. Who is in your women's division? Tessa Ooh. in blacks. Mike, me? are you talking me? Mike, or Mike? Uh, exactly. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I <laughs> have <laughs> Carmella. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Who is I your was... women's champion? Carmella. 
Oh, I remember making I that mistake. About that. <laughs> she won it from Ivory. Yeah, I, I didn't remember it. that shit. I didn't, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Lavar Ball goes up to the podium. Like, um, I think I have Oscar. Yuck. Anyways, he's interrupted. So, so Lavar Ball goes up to the podium, but before he can speak, he's interrupted by the music of the Miz. Miz starts down to the ring in a fancy red suit, and he takes a mic, and he says, "Have you noticed something missing lately?" This show is suffering due to a lack of star power. I am the biggest star in wrestling and in movies, and I'm not even an option for a fan poll. This arena should be in a state of mutiny, but these fans repay me with silence as I ride the pine until the next talk show segment. I have had enough. I am the biggest star in Hollywood, and he gets cut off by the choral singing that makes itself familiar as the, the chorus of Face Off by Tech 9 as the chorus goes into, It's about drive, it's about power, we stay hungry, we devout. The Rock comes out to the curtain, and the arena goes ape shit. Uh, he hypes up the crowd and makes his way down to the ring. <laughs> yeah, he's, co- he's coming out to his song. Yes, he is. Bruh, <laughs> I didn't realize he was coming out to that. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> he's about to be the new Cena. Uh so that's what the crowd makes. This song is not good. It's not. Put in the work, put in the hours, and take what's ours. <laughs> so the rock comes out to the arena. The, uh, sorry, comes out the curtain. Arena goes ape shit. He hypes up the crowd and makes his way down the ring. The Miz angrily approaches him, saying, "What are you doing on my show, ruining my moment? Shouldn't you be filming Fast Fifty Seven? The rat, the rock picks up a mic, but can't speak the first time because the crowd is too loud. And he finally says. Shouldn't you be filming Bofa? Miz oh, says... You already fucked up the formula. You fucked up the Rock's formula. I'm not doing the formula. Fuck you. Actually, I make... Child jokes, Bofa? I, actually, I make real... And the Rock says, Bofa, my feet in your ass if you ever... If I have to smell your stinky breath again. Now know your role and shut your stinky mouth. The Miz looks at the ground and says... <laughs> no, that's not the catchphrase. It's not in it. No, like none of this. Oh, so y'all spend this whole up. Y'all spend this whole time saying the rocks too formulaic, the, and then the I and you made it worse. Yeah, you're you supposed to go with if you want a good rock promo, you go with the formula. No, nah, I'm changing it's it up. Okay, well, do a of jokes. <laughs> so he says, He's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> John's literally got sixth grade humor, guys. So leave him alone. He's trying I'm his best. Okay? You don't have to rub his nose in it. Nuts. <laughs> I mean, you can at least start my, it my, with, my. A, with a finally. The Rock has come back to wherever the fuck. So he's responding to the Miz. Back to Bofa. Uh, Miz says, "Real cute. You're playing nothing but the hits. I see." And this is the he's problem not, around he's here. Not he's, not, he's not playing the hits. He's playing the B-side. He dropped some new shit on it that we didn't like. He's Bobby Smarter. Put in the work. Put in the hours. The problem is around here. I spend years perfecting multiple crafts and to be the very best I could be while you play the same tired role in wrestling and in movies. I am not gonna be buried for your little nostalgia pop i'm gonna walk away and i'm going to focus on my championship aspirations good day Dwayne. as he steps out of the ring two masked men in suits hop the barricade and attack the rock from behind 
Um, the Miz goes back in and makes it a three-on-one assault that ends in a skull-crushing finale. The two men remove their masks to reveal the Bollywood boys as they pose in the middle of the ring, standing over the rock. This is like if you went to a Dr. Dre concert and did you play any of the songs from The Chronic. Did, did like, you... We don't get any Forgot About Dre. We don't get Dre Day. He just plays like random. So I'm never going to hear y'all say The Rock is formulaic again. No, is the Rock is formulaic. So, That's the point. Okay so you're mad that I didn't make him formulaic? Yes. yes. The then, Rock... no, I'm mad that you didn't make him formulaic and then you said, oh, you're just going to be formulaic, huh? But he wasn't! He didn't do any of the things that he normally does. <laughs> yeah, he didn't play the any of that. Because you, because you made him do shit that doesn't make sense for him, and then you made Miz say, you're doing the same old shit, when he was, you were specifically saying he's doing new shit. Right. <laughs> apparently, B, apparently in this universe of BBW, he he always had the same catchphrases, but slightly... <laughs> he always comes up the both of It's like the catchphrases <laughs> down the hall. We got the great value, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> we got the boulder. You, we you the, hit. We ordered the rock off wish. We really got the stone. I hate it here. <laughs> hey, stop bullying him, guys. Yeah, him now. now we're gonna break him. I'm um, sorry, Josh. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna give it to one. Oh wait, are you still going or is this done? No, that's over. That was it. Oh, that's I'm over. Giving, I'm giving that a one. I'm sorry, John. That was terrible. Had had you got the catchphrases right. You would have gotten a way better score. You would have gotten a way higher score. I'm going with the two and a half. (laughs) When did you write this? Last night. He was watching watching Vaughn. He he was watching Vaughn when he did that. Vaughn, it's very easy. Just throw a rock promo on, get the idea, and then write Just copy and paste. That's all it is. So so y'all are saying it not be original. No. Yes. That's a, no. That's, that's exactly, exactly, exactly it. Yes. It's the Rock. Oh the Rock has the same shit. He hits the same <laughs> notes. This is if so Stone Cold comes out and cuts a promo, I expect the same things. Candy ass. <laughs> a stunner. Know your role and shut your mouth. Yeah. Uh. Finally, it doesn't matter what you think. Bofa. You forgot Not the. Bofa. You forgot the hit. You could have done. You could have done Rudy Bofa. Bofa. You could have snuck that in. You could have snuck Bofa in. <laughs> But you had to get through the other things first. Yeah. And it, also, what like Travis said, you it can't have a Miz say you're doing all the same shit when he's not doing any of the same shit. It, it's like Hogan. It makes sense. When I do my Hogan, I know I got to hit the brother and the man and the coke and the dude. Yeah. You say it's like coke. doing a yeah, the uh, coke. It's like doing the dusty <laughs> promo and not saying daddy. Exactly. <laughs> So your heart was in the right place, but the execution was very off. Here's the thing you got to realize, and I think you you struggle with this the most. Different or original doesn't necessarily mean good or better. So then what's the point of fantasy booking then? (laughs) You get to see feuds you've never seen. It's not changing the the way they are. The rock is the rock. If you made him a whole new gimmick, I think maybe. But it's the rock. You're presenting him as the Rock, but you're giving us the Rock promo, but John's gonna not it after this. He's gonna, he's gonna stop me on book it. <laughs> he's gonna pull out the knife. I, on I honestly, John, I don't don't quit. I've I've loved most of the show. I just this is just funny. It's I'm giving you two and a half because I laughed, not, not, not the way you wanted me to. <laughs> But I did. John, he won't even look us in the eyes. He's looking at us. How do I look at you through the eyes of a camera? 
You look at us on the screen. You're not looking at us. You're looking at the ground. Like you're like I'm looking at my phone, waiting to read you the next part. You look stressed. <laughs> All right, let's let's give him his let's give him his rating so we get to the last part. Who's still gotta go? Kenny, you go next. Yeah. Is there one more? more? I'm sorry. There's, a, there's a match. Oh, that can't be your <laughs> they get both of them. <laughs> Oh shit! I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. He did Bofa, but he could have done. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mad. <laughs> he do it with the Bofa. So he said Bofa. I was like, no. John, no. <laughs> I got salty for him. I was like, no. <laughs> 2020s The Rock should be doing Ligma jokes. I'm calling. <laughs> he can do him. You can sneak him in, but you can't put him in. It felt, it felt like I was watching him doing hard drugs. I couldn't stop him. I'm like, John, no. Please. I like John, man. John, John might be my favorite book of boy. I'm voting for him next year. <laughs> Travis, what's your, Travis, what's your score? What did you give him? I gave. I said one. Oh. Straight up one. I'll give you a two. I'll give you a 2.25 because that was hilarious. You know what? I'll, I'll give you 25 cents for all that. Make it a 1.25. <laughs> he puts the mic to his mouth. Like he's finally, but he's like, You want to hear a joke? Oh, I'm like, Whoa. <laughs> and then he has a target. like, instead of. Finally, Ray has come back. Ratio. No. No. You still did not hit it. The rock comes out and cuts the L plus ratio. I was like, what? Imagine this big moment. Like, you're like, the rock is finally here. And he's just come. come you remember when John made fun of me for having Tyler Breeze call Jay Briscoe a bozo? And he's a, he's a, oh, he called him a bozo like he's in sixth grade. Uh, 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 I liked uh, it. I liked no, it, though. I like Travis, I gave that match like a five. <laughs> no, you like... didn't. You gave, you gave me the worst score on that match. I feel like I John hits us you the most. You did John you hated me because I gave Jay Give me a receipt. Win. Give me a receipt. That's I'll bullshit. Find it. That was my John, first match I, last time. I, I might it. be wrong, but I feel like John gets on us the most for not sticking to people's characters. I do not do that. No, John wants everybody to be be super original, super creative. Like whatever their character was before, he wants it gone. No more. Erased and do whatever. I they mean, can't, they true. can't even have it. If, my... if they've had one match against each other on Velocity in 1992, <laughs> they, you, they can never beat <laughs> That is true. <laughs> my doink segments better be getting five, John. You got uh, more yeah. doink segments? Yes. <laughs> I want what, more doink. We're doing. I, I set my show five or six months later. Oh. oh so my good. these next set of shows. And I'm going from there. It... I wish I could set my life five to six months later. Are you not doing the thing we talk about now? <laughs> what are we talking? Oh, I'm still doing it. Okay. No, I, I, yeah. Not, no, not I... the triple threat. The the other thing. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I wish I could God. set my life like five hours later. <laughs> Message it to me because I don't remember. Okay. Anyway, oh, uh, Travis, did you give him his? Yeah, I gave him a two point two five. Yeah, got the score. He gave two point two five. All right, and you go. got my extra quarter, right? That I gave him for audacity. Oh man, I'm gonna so eat some it... Wendy's after this. Wendy's oh. nuts hit you. <laughs> Damn, I gotta say that for next time. All right, John, come go to the next part. All right, this is our it. Main... Doesn't matter what the next part is. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's too original. Go with the classics. Go with the classics. Yeah. Go for these nuts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go to the next part. Go to the next part. I promise. All right, so, so Lavar Ball goes to the podium for his final time, and he says. 
Now for the match you've been waiting for, the main event. Cedric Alexander is still standing after the brutality last night, and there's more to come as you voted for this match to be a Stairway to Hell match. And Gilbert Gottfried explains, A Stairway to Hell match is basically like an Extreme Rules match, but barbed wire is hung from above the ring to be retrieved by a ladder. Why, why, is, why does Gilbert Gottfried sound like Phyllis Diller? I don't know the fuck that is. She's an old white comedian that sounds exactly how you're talking right now. Yeah, almost he really does. <laughs> well, fair this enough. sounds like Dan Housen had a sore throat. You ever watch <laughs> Hey Arnold growing up? Yes. You know the episode where the his uh, his sister comes? Yeah. His grandpa's sister comes to visit? Yeah. She plays the grandpa's sister. Oh, ah. shit. All right, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get this Don't, don't try to hurry us up now. It's like two hours in. Knowledge of the Rock. Who cares? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on my main <laughs> event. Here we go. All right. So here's so the the first week of the build is the championship segment, and then um, Cedric w- goes into this uh, jump the line gauntlet match where he defeats Rhino, The Miz, Booker T, Killian Dane, Sami Zayn, and Big E, um, starting from the beginning against The Miz, who gets rolled up while taunting. Next week, the polls go live for the type of match Cedric will face MJF in. After showing this, is advertised that they'll meet face to face. Cedric Alexander comes out to a big pop after winning a hard-fought gauntlet last week and securing the title match before King of the Ring. He says, and I'm just going to do kind of playing, because Cedric kind of got a vanilla voice. Kind of typical. Last week, I made your choices heard as your chance of my name carried me through six other wrestlers and I became your number one contender. Everything within me wants to celebrate, but tonight, it's all business. As Kobe once said, the job's not finished. So I will not rest until I am the BBW world champion in a match of your choosing. All I ask is that you pick something nice and brutal so that MJF can pay for all that he's done to our roster. The crowd cheers until MJF's music hits and MJF slowly walks to the ring while saying, uh, competent promo, slightly above my mama mid. Uh, I would give it about 3.5 D money dollars. Not bad. Honestly, I'm not even mad about this. I think you'll give me a good match, another notch in my belt, and put on a good show despite having no chance of actually winning. Truthfully, anyone in that gauntlet would have concerned me more, but you're just not on my radar. Don't worry, though. Don't worry, though, Cedric. Don't worry. I'll give you a nice rub so that maybe you'll get a shot at the Pythagorean Theorem title or be a part of the Brian Cage part-time extravaganza. Cedric. The job is finished because this is the peak of your career. And he drops the mic and walks away, but Cedric grabs his arm and turns him around. MJF goes for a cheap shot punch, but Cedric ducks and grabs MJF to hit a lumbar check that bounces MJF out of the ring. Like he, MJF oversells the shit out of it. Um, and Cedric's music plays for the crowd that continues to chant for him. So on the third week of the build, uh, the next week on Malice, Cedric's home is in Cedric's hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. This is the week that uh, LaMelo Ball gets beat up at the Hornets game. Uh, so, throughout the night, Cedric chants, fill the building. Cedric comes out at the end of the night to address the, the hot crowd. He says, Last week I provided a preview for Taboo Tuesday when I hit MJF with a lumbar check and embarrassed him in front of the entire world. Now, the job may not be finished, but damn are we close, Charlotte. So here's the itinerary. First... We laugh at this picture of MJF and a picture of MJF making a funny face selling that uh, lumbar check goes on the screen. Then I do the same to the Mean Street Posse. 
And finally, uh, excuse me, then I take the BBW Championship in Las Vegas. And finally, I bring that beautiful belt home to Charlotte where we fill the streets for a championship celebration. Are y'all with me? And then the crowd cheers loudly. But out comes MJF with an angry look saying, uh, Cedric, I tried to be a nice guy. Truthfully, out of pity, but nonetheless, I was willing to make your career and leave you relatively unscathed. That was until you decided to breathe my air, touch my expensive Armani suit, and attack me completely unprovoked. So now you will realize that a step forward against me is always ten steps back. I am the inevitable, and you went from a harmless worm to a parasite that I will exterminate. But before we handle you, we decided to do the women's division a favor. And the screen shows the Mean Street Posse backstage repeatedly hitting concertos on the bad knee of Big Swole. Um, Cedric runs to the ramp and MJF walks through the curtain. Cedric chases him backstage and MJF has swollen a chokehold. He yells, touch me and she goes to sleep. Uh, Cedric hesitates and the, and the posse goes after him. Cedric is able to fight the Mean Street Posse off but by the time he frees himself and makes it to the parking lot. A car is peeling out, and MJF is gone. Big Swole is left passed out on the concrete. Next week, LeVar Ball announces that Cedric has requested and been granted an Extreme Rules match against the Mean Street Posse with MJF barred from ringside. That match takes place, and after early struggles, Cedric whoops their asses with various weapons as Swole watches on crutches from ring ringside. While Cedric is celebrating winning with her in the ring, MJF sneakily slides in from behind, yanks Swole's crutch from under her, and cracks Cedric in the back with it. Uh, he then starts cornering Swole as she attempts to scurry away on one leg, and as he starts to choke her with his foot, MJF is suddenly yanked back and hit with a lumbar check. Uh, he gets on, Cedric gets on top of MJF and starts throwing punches until Pete Gas is able to grab MJF's leg and pull him out of the ring. Uh, Cedric is visibly feeling the crutch shot to the back, but stands tall uh, as the show fades. On the final malice before Taboo Tuesday, it is advertised there will be one more face-to-face -face encounter between Cedric and MJF. Midway through the show, a match is moved to picture-in-picture -picture as MJF and Cedric Alexander are brawling in the parking lot. Cedric gets the better of most of it aside from MJF breaking off and getting a few good cheap shots in. Cedric hits his loud slap. He has a spinning back elbow where he slaps his arm super fucking loud and it's just super loud. Uh, he hits that and knocks MJF back multiple feet. After he does this, he turns around to see a speeding limo running him over. Cedric flies into the windshield. As uh, Afterwards, the Mean Street Posse get out of the limo, scoop up MJF, and get him into the limo, quickly turn around and drive off. So that's where it leaves off the bill. The attires we got tonight are Cedric Alexander in a symbiote Spider-Man-themed trunks, while MJF is in leaf green trunks with gold accents. So here's the spot. Cedric starts the map. The match with that spinning back elbow and then lifts him up for a lumbar check, but MJF scurries away to the outside. Uh, Cedric gets a tope con hilo, then goes under the ring, um, getting uh, hitting MJF with a chair, a kendo stick, and a crutch, basically just kind of going through the ring, getting the weapons from under and hitting him with them. Uh, MJF crawls underneath the ladder, and as Cedric chases, MJF pushes the ladder into him and then chucks it at Cedric's head. MJF lifts the ladder up to the apron, and moonsaults with the ladder in his hands, hitting Cedric as he gets up. MJF suplexes Cedric onto an upright chair inside the ring. Uh, Cedric hits a handspring into Guri into the chair that the chair that MJF is holding in front of his face. Uh, 
Cedric cracks MJF with a chair, knocking him into the low turnbuckle. Cedric puts the chair on MJF's face and sets up a ladder across the ring on the opposite corner. He uses the turnbuckle quick to quickly climb the ladder and hits a coast-to-coast -coast off the ladder, kicking the chair into MJF's face. When he collects himself for a pin attempt, MJF is able to kick out at two. Cedric looks up at the barbed wire and sees a way to put MJF away, so he starts making a slow climb, but by the time he reaches the top, MJF is up and tips the ladder over, knocking Cedric to the floor outside. MJF stalks Cedric on the outside, stepping on his hands and kicking him in the face. He then exposes the concrete floor. He puts Cedric on the apron, using it for leverage to hit the heat seeker onto the exposed concrete. He attempts a pin and gets a super close two, looking visibly frustrated. MJF goes into the ring, climbs the ladder, but when he gets to the top, the camera shows a long ladder leaned up against the ropes on the outside. Cedric runs up it, jumps to MJF's ladder, and uh, starts punching him to stop him from getting the barbed wire. MJF gets a few good punches that make Cedric slide off the ladder. Cedric goes around to the other side. He gets off, goes around to the other side, pulls MJF off the ladder by his foot, and as he falls, he hits a super lumbar check. Cedric goes for the pin. One, two, and a kick out. Cedric eyes are the size of Neptune as he scurries to the ladder and grabs the barbed wire and wraps it around his fist. He chases MJF around the ring until MJF trips, and Cedric gets on top of him, punching him until he, uh, he's bleeding badly. MJF leans to the outside of the ring, grabbing at anything he can while Cedric uh, pulls him back, but MJF is able to grab the crutch that is sitting outside the ring and nail Cedric in the head with it. And as Cedric wavers back, MJF grabs the barbed wire arm and locks in the salt of the earth, pressing the barbed wire into Cedric's arm, causing blood to go down it. Uh, Cedric fights for a solid minute but before passing out completely. The ref does the arm test, um, and it falls all three times. MJF is your winner and still BBW World Champion. Who explain the rules of a stairway to hell match? It's literally again? just an extreme rules match where they hang barbed wire around the ring that you can get with a ladder. You found the workaround of my me drafting barbed wire. Um, <laughs> I I just the the eyes the size of Neptune got me. I don't know why um, I got you so bad. Not bad. It was just hilarious. Like, it's a very random description. Um, I've never heard anything described that way. Except on, like, Spongebob. <laughs> He's probably watching Spongebob. Were you watching Spongebob no, when you wrote this? No, my brain is just fucking broken. <laughs> Your brain is just... <laughs> I think I did ask him around, like, people whose frontal cortexes aren't developed yet. And yeah, you're around... It, what, it, six graders all day? Yeah, I think it really has fucked with my brain. <laughs> I'm sure it has. Yeah. Um... <laughs> you still dress like them. <laughs> what what happened to what happened to he has the best? Yeah, you said he was the No, I, I agree with that. That was in jest and in, in entertainment sake. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about his bandana right now? Like Oh no, that's that's I I don't hate it, but I truly wonder what Kenny thinks. Why is it what Kenny thinks? We know why. <laughs> we we know what community Kenny hates. Um, wow. wow. He was going to spread that lie on the airway. <laughs> I didn't say what community. It doesn't matter. There's an entire community. Is it, the East? is it the Easter community? Those look like Easter colors. Yeah, yeah. We'll say Easter. Um... 
damn it. I'm gonna give this a mat. I'm gonna give this a four point two five. Like it's not perfect. The right person won. I don't. Yeah, I was at four point two five. I think it has potential. I'm at a four. I'll take. It. I'm at a four too. I hate Cedric Alexander in this spot, but. He's supposed to be somebody that's you know good enough to have a good match, but not win it. MJF said it in his promos. It was reality. So this is pretty much Triple H versus Booker T. No, he did not say anything no, about okay. people like you or any racist shit like that. He was <laughs> calling him a mid Carter. Not, not, not that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, I also went with a four. This is the this this the shining light into the tunnel. Yeah, well, that's my show. It's all it's right. a it's a show, all right. <laughs> Taboo Tuesday. I don't uh, think it was as bad as you think it was. Well, I, I, I didn't even I didn't I, even I, like it. How are we supposed to like it if you don't like it? That's a good ass question. <laughs> Hey, he at least is being honest. He's he has stated multiple times, at least to me and Travis, that he didn't like this show. We tried to convince him to just cut it, but he's stubborn and I oh well, I had to stick with it because like, so? no, you didn't have to stick with it. There's at no point did you have to stick with it. Uh, well, because I like my other shit after it, so we'll see. So you just make it work differently. Alright. It's it's gonna be ass regardless. Alright, anyways. So let's book it. <laughs> Next week you're in Cyber Sunday. Yeah. Finally some, finally some good fucking food. All right. <laughs> let's do uh, plugs. Little fudge. Uh, if you want to suffer some more, you can go to Twitter at LilXFudge. <laughs> um, and I will uh, talk about Shannon Moore quite a bit. Bad guy. Um, I, I do podcasts and stuff. Yeah. So uh, bad guy smoking on social media. <laughs> Travis. Uh, follow me on all social media at I am Travy T. That's at I A M T R A V V Y T on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. I between I be TikTok and follow me on both at Dumb Money T13, D A M O N E Y T number one number three. You find me on Twitter, hi fi underscore Mike. I don't do much. I tweet at uh, How I Met Your Mother and Boy Meets <laughs> uh, World podcast. Um, you can also find all the shows on the T13 Media Network on our website at t13media.com. It's the letter T, the number one, three, spelled out, media.com. And I I just uploaded a new shirt design. I don't know if it'll stay up there, so I'd recommend going to look on, on the website uh, for a new Book It logo shirt. And uh, you know the rule, fives are fuck off. When yeah, you rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The golden rule, five or fuck off. I like how he stole that from you, the mom. Yeah. It's just well, he started my... saying it, and I needed to say it to start putting it in the fucking outro. Yeah, hey, it's fine. I it repeated it easier. anyway. Right. Right. That's that's the bit. I say it, he repeats it. Yep. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, all right. Let's book it. See ya. Bye. <laughs>